Blog Talk Radio. Good evening and welcome to another episode of the Married Men Don't Talk show produced by Household Stress. Phones lines are now open, but this show is strictly for men only. We have a couple of rules and there are absolutely no profanity, no politics, and no racial stuff. And this is not Bible study as a reminder. So uh, without further ado, tonight's topic is hypocritical spouses, and my name is Darren Smith, the author of How to Stay Married for at Least 100 Years, and my guest host will be Rodney Turner and Tony Hawkins, T-Hawk for short. Uh, so without further ado, let's get started. Uh, we have uh, now this question of this topic came from uh, our, some of us have problems with the spouses being, you know, one way or another. And, you know, this is kind of like uh, one of those things where uh, in a marriage communication conference that we had earlier, uh, the biggest thing uh, that we thought was going to be the least was social media. And that ended up being, we ended up spending the most time speaking about that. So uh, do you have female friends? The first question would know, like, ask is, do you have female friends that your wife don't know about or that you can communicate with, that you communicate with on a regular basis? Anybody? Nope. No, not me. So no extra, no extra curricular communication nowhere? Not that my wife don't know about, no. Not me, I mean. Okay. And the reason why that question is important because, you know, a couple of weeks ago we had um, we had a question about uh, one of the guests. He said that his wife knew about his uh, friends before she came along, and they, some of them just so happened to be female. And we had a we had a long discussion about that, and um, and uh, and I and I did my own survey, and and a, and a lot of guys agreed with the fellow that was on the phone saying that, uh, yeah, you know, if this friend was around before my wife, well, before I married my wife, and all we were were just friends, why would she try to stop that friendship just because she's a female? And a, and a lot but of us had qu- problems. But, but your question was, I mean, you, if your wife has a problem with a friend you're talking to, I think that's a different question than uh, if your wife knows about it. I mean, I might be wrong. Uh, it, right. It's, I'm just putting a little, adding a little twist on it because sometimes, you know, um, the females that, that are in our lives, we don't even really tell our wife because it's just, if it's just a friend, then it's no use to me telling you, that hey, I got this female friend. You know, I my wife didn't know about some of my free female friends until we went back to Atlanta. So she didn't know about a lot of them. But when I got back home, she's like, "Well, who is this chick? And you know, who is this chick? And how she know you?" Well, were you were you talking to your friends in Atlanta? Why you when here I got in here. Maryland or whatever? I mean, I did know, you talk to so, them through social media? Yeah, like uh, one of them. Um, on um, she's a real estate agent, and I was thinking about we were thinking about moving back to Georgia one time, and then I just mm-hmm. hit her up with a line, and the way we always spoke to each other, oh, you look very very beautiful today, uh, nice shirt, nice smile, da 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 da. It was always just that kind of tone. Wait wait wait, wait 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 wait. 
Um, so you said that with this female friend, you literally you tell your female friend that she's beautiful. No, like like that's a beautiful shirt. I like your hair, nice hairstyle, nice dress. You know, so 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 if someone, if your wife's female friend told her she was beautiful or had nice hair or you know nice eyes or whatever, how would you feel about that? Well, this is the problem. The problem is that if I always had that relationship with that particular person, then and my wife didn't know about it because it was never. I mean, I'm talking about since ninth grade. Hey, Keila, those some sharp shoes, girl. I mean, you've got a beautiful smile. And, you know, keep smiling. Yeah, but you know, you, just, well, you didn't answer my question. I said if well, your wife, on, male, male friend, uh-huh. you know, when he interacted with your wife, he's like, hey, beautiful, hey, sexy. You know, I mean, how would you? And they're just friends, though. You know, they're just friends. Right. So in that case, if the, the you're trying to flip the script. So if the... The script was flipped, and and it's been her friend since eighth, ninth, tenth grade. That's a relationship that that was there before I was. You know, now if you if you go up in for a hug and then your hand slide from the back to the butt, that's different. We're not talking. Well, no, about I that. mean that's an extreme. That's an extreme. But let's just say that every time they talk, he's always giving her about three compliments. Right. Well, cool. That means that I, this is the way I am. If 20 different men give my wife 50 different compliments, then I know I'm doing something right because she ain't But done. no, let's say, let's, let's say your wife returns the compliments with compliments of her own every time they talk. Hey, so handsome. that same thing. Hey, hey, good looking. I like that suit. like them shoes. Again, if I that's mean, it's there, just compliments I, flying back and forth. I mean, you know, now, you if, cool if that's that? the case, like I said, I'm not saying that I wouldn't be bothered, but I would have to, me as a man, I would have to evaluate the relationship for myself and not take her word or his as expected. You know, and once I get mm-hmm. used to, you know, I, oh, well, oh, it's like that. It's been like that, and it's nothing else more or less. You know, so I think I'll eventually grow cool with that. But it's not my compliments to her or her hers to me are not like in a in a in a demeaning way. It's it's like it's more so like a um uh, I can the only the way only way I can describe it is a friendly gesture to say keep up the good work. You know, even though she done gained eight ninety eighty or ninety pounds, you know, just keep you know. I, I mean, I talk to my aunts like that. Oh, aunt, Auntie Barbara, you know, you still looking fine. You know, I, I don't say, I don't talk like that to my friends, but I say stuff like that to to older people or people that got a little bit wider or you know that you see a little. <laughs> so you be lying yeah. to them? Oh yeah, oh, no, most definitely. You're a, com- you're a confidence builder. You're a confidence builder, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so you, know, you, you should, you should, you should, you should. That just because a friendship predates a marriage, that that relationships don't have to change when you get married. Um, if that relationship is a threat to your marriage, it needs to change. Absolutely. You know, so it doesn't matter if it predated the marriage or what. If it threatens the marriage, and, and that you know that's a, that's a, that's the situation that you need to sit down and say, hey, does this bother you? 
you know, well, is this a problem or, 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 or that kind of thing. And that could be different in every relationship. Uh, but, but just because a relationship predates your marriage doesn't mean that, quote, unquote, you've got the right to keep that relationship the way it's always been. Well, if it threatens the marriage, you've got to ask yourself, is that relationship more important than my marriage? And if the answer is yes, you really have a problem in your marriage. Well, remember what the caller said. He said that if, it pre- if, if your wife finds something wrong with the relationship that he had before uh, his wife came along, then the problem is not with the person. The problem is something else or somewhere else. So even because we asked that same question, we asked, hey, well, what, what if it causes a wedge between your marriage? And he said, well, the problem is not the friendship with the other woman. The problem is the friendship, the problem is somewhere else or some kind of other insecurity that she has going on somewhere else in the marriage. And that's what we got to find because it, it may or may not, but you know guys. You can mm-hmm. get around a guy and in, in, in three seconds peep where he's coming from, okay, where women don't always peep that. Women get around other women, and in a matter of seconds, they peep where they're coming from, and we may not peep it. Okay, and it's got nothing to do with insecurities. I know, a, I know where a guys coming from in 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 a matter of seconds. Okay, and that's because I'm a guy, and I know the game. And women know that about women. And a lot of times, I have found myself in situations where I thought everything was cool. And and you know, my wife said, you know, that girl likes you. I know she doesn't. Yes, she doesn't. No, she doesn't. It's nothing like that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And come to find out, it was just like that. That's true. I've been in a situation like that, too. Yes, I, okay. yeah, you're right. So we as men, we don't peep things the way women think, and we think everything's cool. And if your wife tells you there's a problem, you need to step back, because whether you think there is or not, there's a problem. That's Even true. if it is yeah. her insecurity, and you may need to love her through that, but telling her I'm not doing nothing and you need to deal with it, that is that is cause for real problem in your marriage. So if you got a female friend that that you do not, you never did anything with her, and your wife just does not the way, just does not like the way she looks. Or, Darren, let me tell you something. Okay, go ahead. Darren, listen, listen. It's, it's, I'm you can, you well, can let, have, him let, let him finish the question. Oh, okay, go ahead. Yeah, finish your question, man. See, my wife doesn't no, no, no. like the way this looks. No, yeah, if she don't like it, I mean, if, if you find out, hey, yeah, I don't like the way she looks or I don't like the way she looks at you. Um, I don't right. like, I mean, even though she's been your friend since the kindergarten, I don't like her because, right. you know, females right. got their own reasons why she, they don't like another female. Well, I don't like the way she look at me. Right. So right. what would you would you say, well, is that, a, is that grounds for saying, you know, if this is going to cause a wedge in my marriage, then I'm going to just go ahead and drop this 50-year relationship with this girl who was just like my sister? Well, here's the deal, okay, and, and I know this isn't popular, but there is no relationship more important than my marriage. Say None. that. Say that. Okay. And if my wife has a problem with someone, then that relationship isn't more important than that. Now, now, if my wife is having a problem with any different situations, and I'm picking up that this is some type of insecurity, still a problem, but we need to deal with that. 
and I need to back up and say, okay, well, you know, I cut that back. Let's deal with where the real root of the issue is. But I'm not going to push the situation and say, you got problems, you need to deal with it, and I'm, you know, you, you're just insecure with, with everything and, and the problems you, so bump you. Mm-hmm. This is my friend since third grade, and I'm keeping her, and I'm going out to lunch with her, and I'm doing this and I'm doing that, and you're just going to have to deal with it because that's the way me and Shakisha has been since day one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and Darren, like, so like I, I'm just telling you, for me, there's no relationship on this planet that's more imp- important than my wife and mine. Now, that doesn't mean that she doesn't have insecurities and challenges, and and we have to deal with that. I know when I married my wife, because of where I had come from, because of of being, you know, through a very difficult divorce and all kind of crazy stuff, I had insecurities, okay? And my wife understood that and gave me time to grow through it instead of saying, you're not telling me who I'm going to talk to. I'm going to blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. She didn't say okay. that. She understood that you know I had been hurt, and I hadn't completely healed through that area. So she backed off and said, "No problem." Right. Okay. All right. And and she loved me enough to respect that. And if she came to me and said, "You know, this girl, I got a problem with that," and I say, "Honey, there's nothing going on. So I, I, you know, I just don't like that, and I don't like the way this or that." See. I'm not going to stand up and say this girl and I have been, you know, since first grade and, and you're just going to deal with it because that's going to cause real issue in my marriage, and it's not worth it. There's no relationship worth that. Okay. Me. Okay. Okay. All right, now I, I go ahead and say what you're going to say. Thank you, sir. Uh, as I was saying, uh, Darren, um, if there are – it's it's a lot more deeper than just, uh, you know, physical activity. There is emotional infidelity that you can have with another woman. Uh, And what I mean is is that uh, there are ways where you can actually cheat on your wife but not actually physically uh, do anything with another woman or even see another woman. It's Mm -hmm. you just become, you have that emotional connection, you know, and it, it's it's kind of difficult for me to explain, but I think you get what I'm saying, you know, where you actually look forward to talking to this person, this person, you know, okay. you relate to them easier. You, you have, you know, you, you're, you're just emotionally in sync with this person, and every time you get around your wife, you know, you're arguing. You know, you can't figure it out. Well, I can tell you what the problem is. Mm-hmm. You send up there getting synced up with another woman. Right. And that right there is just as dangerous as, as sex, if you ask me. Yeah, it's even more dangerous because now they got your heart. Mm. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Now, and, and just to be clear, we're not talking about me. I just my my example was. Well, no, no. You sure? Yeah. You sure? You sure? You sure, brother? I mean, oh, we go. Uh, you know, hey, I clear it up for you now. It's, it, when I when <laughs> we did go down to Atlanta, you know, uh, and and we we did see one of my old friends and. uh yeah, my wife's like, hey, did y'all, and it just so happened, you know, uh, yeah, I had smashed it one time, and then I told her, you know, I, I told her, oh, wait, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, you know you can't be wait friends with a girl, that, I mean, come on, man, you friends know, no, 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 with somebody no. you actually had sex with, dude, can I, can I finish your, can I finish? No, you can't, man. Why are you coming with that? If she had oh, friends that had rolled on her, what would you have done, man? Can I, can I, you lost your mind. Up. 
Come <laughs> on, Dad. Dad, Dad, you're finish? killing me Let tonight. You're killing finish. me. Let him, Let him try to clean it up. Let him try to clean it up. It's not clean. I'm telling you what happened. They ain't trying to clean this one up. I'm not trying to. I'm telling you what happened. All right, but back to my story. You know, let's not get my situation confused with the questions that I'm asking. My situation was I was friends with a girl when something happened with us in seventh grade. Seventh grade. And then now it's like, uh, we just better off being friends. And then when we saw each other at Ryan's with my wife, my wife's like, who is that girl? I say, oh, that's somebody, I, uh, you know, me and her used to date, and, uh, you know, we used to be neighbors. She said, you do this with her? Yeah. Your, yeah, wife yeah know, your, your wife know you used to smash? You smash? No, that? I just, it was like twice. Yeah, I told her. Yeah, I, man, I don't okay. got nothing. Hey. Yeah, I told her, and she's like, oh, up, okay. Man. So then she said, she said, well, um, she said, well, I don't, I said, how you can tell? She said, I'd like, uh, the way she looked at you and the way she kind of ran up on you and smiled. Now, I hadn't seen the girl since a long time, since I graduated high school, you know, which was over 20 like years ago. What she look like now? Oh, she, she fat. Yeah, yeah, she chunked out. <laughs> you know, but it, it doesn't stop me from being friendly and saying, hey, how you doing, you know, so-and-so. You know, and and I seen, haven't seen you in a long time, and she looks back and wow, you still look the same. I was like, well, you you don't, <laughs> you know, Aww. you look grown, you know, you look grown, you look, you know, you know, you look nice, you know, and you know when somebody gives you a compliment, you kind of like return it a little bit. And then when my wife and I said, well, come on over here and let me introduce you to my family, my wife. You remember my dad, my sister? This is my wife, Cynthia. You know, I introduce everybody. And um, and then my wife said, "As the chick you used to smash in the seventh grade." No, not not at that setting. That was the wrong. That was wrong. No, no, my (laughs) wife. You know, my wife. She had she had tagged me later on that. She was like, "Hey, so um, you know," and I said, "Yeah." She said, "You ever did anything with?" I said, "Yeah, if I can seventh grade." It's like, why you never tell me about it? I said, "Okay, I didn't know we was talking about this. You know, if we want to talk about it." We could tell you could probably talk about everybody I smash, but after, after we talk about that, we gonna talk about everybody you smash. <laughs> so, so you know that right, right. So I, I wanna, I wanna, I wanna ask uh, something about your wife, um, based on what you're saying, and this can really go uh, to anybody's wife, but you know we'll, we'll we'll stick with you since you you know shared the story, and mm-hmm. you know I know your wife. So this is not, you know, in any way uh, trying to be disrespectful or anything. But um, could there be some insecurity, insecurities that she has um, when she starts pestering you with the questions with, you know, whether it be females that you used to smash or you never smash? You know, um, does she pester you with uh, a lot of comments and questions about the women? How do you know them? How long you been knowing them? What their mama name? You know, did you smash? How long y'all date? You know, could that be some insecurities on her part from uh, previous relationships or something? No, well, in, in that particular case, in this case, a lot of girls, I know a lot of females, and 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 um, and she doesn't. She only asks about certain ones, and the reason why she asks about those ones is because they give certain looks, or they walk up to me and feel on my arm and say, "Wow," you know, or. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll do something that's kind of like left, left on the left side, and then my wife start asking questions about that, which I can totally understand. Now, so it's not every, it's not every, it's not every woman. No, no, it's just certain women that that look at me like, 
different. And, and, you know, just like if a man look at her differently, like uh, not in an unfriendly way, but a, a, a way that, man, you know, you know, eyes bucking and all that other stuff, then I will ask <laughs> questions too, you know. Yeah, gotcha. So it's not it's not no every incident where you know girls walk up to me or old friends walk up to me. It's just those ones that walk up to you and they they look at you and they like uh huh okay I can get you if I wanted you but the, only the females know that look. You know we don't That's we don't exactly know that. what I'm trying to say. Right. We know exactly where where a lot of times we're just ignorant to it. We we're we're like what what are you talking about? Right. Right. So you was absolutely. That's why I agree with you, Andrew, because I I know exactly what you're talking about. Some women she don't even care nothing about, but certain women she she hit the nail on the head. Most most of the time she hit the nail on the head. Well, speaking of and hitting this time, the nail, you don't even know, isn't that right? Say that again. Yeah, and this time you don't even know. Oh, not not from another female, but like you said, from that's a what dude. I mean. You're not oh, even I, thinking I, like that. And she said, you know, nah. that girl's something up. You're like, what are you talking about? So I saw the way she looked at you. What are you exactly. talking about? Exactly but right. Most of the yeah. time, they write dead on it. Yeah, and, sp- and speaking of... That, that speak- trip, yeah, because I used to be arguing with my wife about it. I'd be like, hey, you're crazy. What's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and speaking of hitting the nail on the head, um, I guess I want to drop a monkey wrench. I don't know if it's too early or not. But, um, you know, along the lines of what you're saying, Darren, and... Um, you know, to all, who's the bigger hypocrite when it gets down to explaining the number of prior sex partners? Ooh. Men or women? Explain that question again. Who is the bigger hypocrite when it comes to explaining the number of prior sex partners, men or women? I mean, but why would you have that conversation? Some question. people, some people is necessary. Yeah, I mean, but even if you have a conversation, is 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 a waste a waste of time. No, it's not. Yeah, I mean, you know what? That, I don't that conversation to is a waste of time, man. No, it's not. It, well, saying. in certain cases, it I understand completely where Rodney coming from because, uh, you know, on my book page, people send in questions, and I posed this question and I answered it uh, and uh, Lonnie Hunter saw it and he mentioned this same question on his show and and it was the situation or the scenario was a, uh, a man met his this woman at church with a daughter and long story short they, they start uh, liking each other and they got married and two years into their relationship um, she's every time they go out guys was looking at her Giving her that you know you look familiar look, and um and he and he start asking her about it like well, who who are these guys keep looking at you everybody looking at you like they know you and at first she was trying to pass it off as him being secure and then she said well you know uh, before I came to church before I got my life together I was out in the world I was I was a, a, a call chick or whatever you call them girls that that you know um they're not really a prostitute they just uh, well, yeah, you can call it that, but you know, she was in the drugs and and she, you know, she found her she found her life with Christ and and um and she had a baby while she was in that that arena and um and she kept her baby when her baby was born, she went back to school, she started going to church and that's when they met. 
Now, in that case, do you think it was important for her to tell him that? Because her it was, her really was but I don't think she needs to say, you know, I had 14 guys this week and 18 guys that week. <laughs> I mean, well, I don't think brother, she needs to give a count. I think he, you know, in that kind of situation, she needs to be honest and needs to say, okay, this was my life. And I'm not, you know, I'm not proud of it, but this is where I was, and, and God changed my heart, and this is where I am today. And if, if you're not okay with that, I understand that, I respect that, and, and we can't be together, but this is who I am. I mean, you know, I'm going to tell you what, I was a dog. Well, uh, you know, and, and, and we had that conversation, and, and you know, and, and it just is what it is. And, you know, but you, I don't think, you know, you need to go, okay, I got, you know, 18. Well, according to Ike, he just asked the question. He thought that was a pointless conversation to have. And, yeah. Because and, 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 and you'll never that, know the truth. Well, in that scenario, in that in that scenario, do you think that um, that that was a, was a pointless conversation or was not a pointless conversation? What's that? What I just told you. Oh, I don't. I wasn't. I'm sorry, I missed it. I'm talking about about the the the, the guy who met his wife at church. Mm-hmm. She turned out to be a call girl. Uh, used to uh, used to be called girl, but she felt she didn't want to, she didn't want to mention it to him because, you know, it was her history, it was her life, and that was she walked away from that life and she turned away and turned over a new leaf. But he was like, she man, told I wish him that told me she that. married him, right? No, she didn't tell him that. She's like, no, she she introduced her to family and said, hey, uh, my baby, my my daughter's father is this person, and that was like, they they didn't have no. Who you? How many people you done had sex with in your whole entire life? They didn't have that conversation. No, no, but and, but she told him where she was. She was in that life before she married him, right? No, she told him that after he asked, started asking questions about all the guys looking at. She was. He was. She was married already before she did that. Yes, they was already married, and then you know. See, now I have a problem with that. No, that and that that to me, I'd have a problem with. You need to, you need to you need to put your cards on the table before you say I do. Then I have a choice to decide whether I want to want to deal with that. She got she got that on decept on deceptive practices in my in my opinion. But she said out and said, "Look, hard? this is where I was at. You know, I want you to know that. You know, and I think I think you know anybody that has has a past needs to be up front because it, you know it's going to come out." Well, from you know, and if you're scared of running that person away, so you don't tell them, you know, when it comes out, it's gonna be it's gonna be devastating. Well, from her perspective, it's like you know, well, I, the way I the way she said that she looked at it was, well, God has forgiven her, so nobody else is, nobody else should be condemning her for what God has forgiven her for. So. Uh, well, that, that's all true, but what if, what, if, what if she was in prison for 10 years and God had forgiven her? That's not a part of her life she don't think she should share with, with the person she's going to marry? I don't know. Go, and, uh, Ike, what do you think? First of all, I think any talk to a woman about her sexual past, she'll never know. You think she'll I mean, lie? you... you th- you, all women lie. I mean, you ask the wrong dude that question. I'm just tell you right now. No woman will tell you. No woman will give you an accurate count how many dudes she done slept with. But why would you want to so, get into that? There's no good. So, it, so, 
So it, 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 it's a waste of time. I mean, it really is. It really but, is. but there's a different I mean, situation that's that telling you that she was a call girl and that's where she was. That's not a number. That's that's this is where I was and this is where you know because yeah, I mean, that's, to me that's, that's, a, that's, that's a important information to somebody before you get married. Yeah, I mean that's what she did for a living. I mean, it's, we know plenty of young ladies out there having much more sex than a call girl simply because they like sex. Mm-hmm. You think they gonna mm. you, you you think you think those are easier to spot than a call girl that's got an internet ad and acquaintances <laughs> and people know and everything else? Come on, man, please. What? You got a point. You, know, you you got a real serious point. Let me let me ask you this, Andrew. Since you don't, since you think that that should have been exposed or she, she should have told on herself, uh, is it hypocritical for you to not tell your history? Because if, if you're sharing history, no matter good, bad, or indifferent, you're sharing your side too. So if you had, if you was one of those ones that was always at the brothel, you know, collecting, you know, five or ten a night, would you disclose that to her? Well, it's funny because my wife and I both had a had a had a you know, okay, this is where we were, you know, conversation. You know what I mean? And and it was cool. We don't, you know, it wasn't about you know with numbers. It was about this is where I was, and you know, hey, I'm not proud of this, but this is where I was at this point in my life. And I think that's a conversation that you really do need to have because if not. It's going to be in your closet, and you're going to be worried. You know, it's, you know, if it's bothering you, you know, where you were, it's a conversation you need to have. Some but people, your, it doesn't bother them. Like, you know, I, hey, before I met you, blah, 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 blah. But if, if you have a situation, especially with a woman that, you know, that, that was a call girl, you know, I mean, if you were, if you were a, a stripper for, uh, what's that, what's the name of that place, Chippendales or whatever, you know, you might want to say, hey, you know, in, in or my previous life, I was a stripper, and, 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 you know, you know I gave lap dances, and, and that's what I did for a living before I met you. You know, you might want to be honest with that. Okay. Hey, what if, what Somebody if had a, wait, hold on. Go ahead, bro. Yeah. Yeah, what, what if your wife, after five years of marriage, told you that she used to be a dude? <laughs> Come on, man. Sonny, you ever want to dump somebody off the car? Oh, that's oh, real. You gotta be right kidding, there. man. That, that ain't that ain't even. Hey, 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 hey. Hold on, Andrew. Hold on. Uh, I, I I got something to say to that, brother. You know, it, it, what if your wife, just like he said, now this is this is real. This is today. This is 2014. Okay. Now this up now. I don't know if y'all y'all seen this article on this dude that that um, he started having kids with his wife, and then he ended up suing her for a whole lot of money uh, because she was ugly before she had yeah, yeah, that was over Yeah, that was over in China, man. Yeah, yeah so it, it's that. not that far. It ain't that far different from what my man... That, that's that a is, lot that is a huge. than my wife there, was That ain't huge. even in the same part, dude. <laughs> that's, that's not even in the universe. same part. Darren, your you wife was a man? dude. Somebody, somebody's gonna die. What you talking about, Darren? How is uh, finding out your wife a dude the same as suing your wife for ugly kids? I don't, I don't get I, it. Both ways. Okay, okay, I got one. Well, then what if, what if she said, "I used to be a lesbian"? 
Okay, That's well, cool. look, I got one for you. Bring it up. I got one for you. I got one for you. What if, what if you find out your wife is white? Was white? What? Yeah, I'm going to drop the mic and walk away on that one. <laughs> <laughs> what are you was talking white? about? <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> Now that's a monkey wrench. <laughs> that's okay. a monkey wrench that nobody understands. Yeah, I don't understand that. You'll get it. You got to think about it. You think. We'll get it tomorrow. Maybe. Yeah, you get that tomorrow. Probably next okay. month. Next month. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. But I think all women was a lesbian, so it don't matter to me. <laughs> I do. I mean, if she was involved in a lesbian relationship, I think, you know, she should be straight. Say, hey, this is, you know, for five years I I lived with a woman and we had a thing. And I just want to be straight with you and you know that. You know, but I mean. I think always. I mean, you know, come on. What if your wife came to you and said, you know, you know, hey, I'm really a dude. I was born Joe and now I'm Joina. And I just want you to know that. I know we've been married for five years, you know, but, but I need to come clean. Let's let's go back to this lesbian thing. I'm, I'm not done. I want to talk more about lesbians. Um, I think all women are lesbians. There's two types. There's active and passive. <laughs> <laughs> if you, right, go ahead and explain. You if, got a if you know a woman, you, huh? What's it now? I just said you got a way about you. That's all. Hey man, I put it simple, man. I say the stuff everybody's scared to say. Look, man, you know women like what they like. And uh, sometimes, you know, they like the way other women relate to that. They ain't going to admit it. Like this. So let me ask you a question. You never know. Well, okay, okay. All right, let me ask you this. Would it yeah. be hypocritical if your mm-hmm. wife found out that you used to sleep with dudes? Oh. That's not happening. Hold on, hold on. Hold on, you got to address it. You, you put Kill it on yourself. the same level. Hold on, you put it no, on the same level. No, it's not. It's not. No, it's not. Okay, it's, not it's, men are different. That's not hypocritical. Men are different. Yep, call me a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. I'm a hypocrite. That could have happened. Hypocritical. I could have been a weak boy and got boned. How the hell with that? You know, you know, you know. You know what my wife told me. You know what my wife told me. About to make me raise my voice here, man. Me and my wife, we talk about everything, okay? And we we put ourselves in these hyper. Oh God, Darren, you about to give me another? One. Go ahead. <laughs> oh no, hold on. This is what this is what she told me. This is what me and her talk about. Oh Lord. I said, I said, <laughs> I said, uh, I said, well, if if a man was in jail, if he was in jail, and you know, because she just because I asked her about that lesbian thing. And she said a lot of her friends, you know, they, the women know what women want. She said the same thing you just said, right? And she said a lot hey, of no, friends, I know, not, I know I'm on point. You're on point with that. So then I, I said, know I'm well, on point. I said, well, that's, I said, well, what if a dude, and I said, and, oh, and, and ask your friends, I said, but what if a dude went to jail and he, and he was held down against his will and, he, and things happened to him, while, you know, what things happened to him in jail and everything, and, and, and he wasn't gay or nothing, it just happened to him because he got taken advantage of in prison. Would you, when he comes out, would, and if he explains that to you, should, what, how would your reaction be? Because you expect a man's reaction to be like, well, I tried a couple of females, um, uh, you know, I tried, when you tell him you tried a couple of uh, females in your life and you was a lesbian for a number of years, and then now, 
you know, he's telling you, well, I got held down and taken advantage of when I was in prison. Would you still take him the same as you expect him to take you? And she's like, yeah, but that's no. rape, man. That ain't that ain't being a faggot. But the the result is still, hey, no, I wouldn't. I would see him as still a gay person. She Come on, man, really? For real? She said, no, nah, I would. I would still, no, no, no. And I asked her friends the same question, and her friends like, no, nah, if a man get taken advantage of one time. Now this is now I'm not now I'm not saying every female thinks like this, but I'm saying the females that I've asked, and I've asked a lot of them. They said if a man has been in jail and she found out that has been done to him, she would not be with him. Take it out so what phone. if what if he was he was 13 years uh, old and his uncle hold on, hold on, hold on. That's, and he's hold on hold on for one second, Andrew. Somebody had a question. You said you asked a lot of women this question. I mean, were you taking a census? No, I was I was asking because my my wife's friends, her circle of friends, had said they had already said no, I wouldn't be with a man because of this. And then I was like, that's 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 weird because that's a double standard and that's hypocritical. You you would expect a man to like if you were been with a female, but then if he tell you something happened to him, you was like you would look at him in a different way. That's that's not cool. So I just was asking, you know, people on a you know people in my family and. And if we was at a party or if we was talking, you know, in general, we, we would just ask questions. And that question came out. Most females say they wouldn't deal with that dude. Really? I, that mm. surprises me. Yeah, that's I, you know, to me, you know, uh, you know, a guy being being in prison and held down by five dudes and raped is much different than a dude, you know, shacking up with another dude. That's that's you talking about two different deals to me. And then and then and I never then been I either one, but I'm just thinking. I mean, Darren, you know, like if you went to jail and, and they rolled you, you know, you'd still be cool with me. <laughs> Why you got to put money I thought we were going to talk more about lesbians. I, I hate the way this conversation is gone. <laughs> well, Ike, I'm a lesbian. really want to talk more about lesbians. I, I'm um, a lesbian, Ike. I'm a lesbian. I am also. I am also. I'm, I both, I'm a practicing. I'm a practicing <laughs> lesbian. I am. And I tell you what, Actively. if they had those laws when I grew up, like they got in in, in California, I'd have been a transgender. I'd have been up in the women's you know, locker room and the women's swim room every week. You know what? I'm <laughs> gonna I'm gonna have a press conference and announce my lesbianism to the world. Funny. <laughs> I'm gonna come out. I'm gonna come out tomorrow, Rodney. You've inspired me. Thank you. You know, you said you started to say something earlier, Andrew. You started to say, um, um, if, if if what if you was a boy, a young boy, and you got oh, advantage God. of? Yeah, you know, would the women still say, well, off. you know, another dude's been up in you, so you're out? No, uh, when, when when that question came about, women said that that guy's going to have a lot of underlying issues that they don't want to deal with, and it's probably more uh, time consuming and psychological to him. That is going to kind of drag her into it. And don't really want to. So, so that question that. did come up. It is, yeah. I have that heard. A, I have heard up. a woman say that. I have heard a woman say that she dated a guy that she was really into, and thought he was the one. You know, it was actually talking marriage, but then she found out that he was molested, and she cut it off. Okay, and why did she okay. cut it off? Because she didn't want him around her kids. Really? Wow, that's crazy. Wow. She said he, he has an increased chance of being a molester himself. 
because he was molested. Mm. Wow. That's deep. So is that only for men? I mean, because do, do we act that way with women? We find out that women or the woman that we married has been molested as a child. Do we change our views then and, and keep them away from our kids? No, I don't think so. I think men are more. I think men are more forgiving of something right. like that than women. I think with women, that whole security aspect, anything that could possibly uh, fracture that security they have with their children or you know their future children, they just want to cut it out altogether. No chance. Eliminate the risk altogether. I so I even though they can bring in women with with seriously long checklists. For a guy that has to qualify. So, if, so a person, a person that has been molested. Now, we talk about telling people our history and telling people, you know, being open with our spouses or spouses soon to be. You know, it seems like that that changed uh, her position with this dude. Uh, and 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 it seemed like it wouldn't have changed the position if a guy was like, "Hey, you know, if you was if you was a lesbian, it don't change my position. I love you still. If you got raped or uh, abused when you was a child, it doesn't change my position. I love you still. But then when a woman, and I'm not saying all women, I'm just saying in particular cases, when a woman have kids, she's extra extra, you know, cautious as to whether what kind of man is going to be around them children." And and if he was molested as a as a as a as a youth, then she's gonna hold that against him it seems like. And that's very hypocritical, I believe I believe it's a, a hypocritical person. Or a person with double standards. That's I mean, uh how's a person supposed to live who who had that dealt with them? That that makes them not tell it as much as they get with the next person. Yeah, I think I think you know people like that. They're really going to have some issues because they're going to find something about everybody that could be potentially, you know, well, you know, you got tendencies to go this to go that. Because you can dig deep enough into anybody's background and find out that this happened or that happened, and you can you can look at numbers and say, well, you know, you got the proclivity to do this or that. I think that's somebody that it has a you know that has a standard that just can't be met. Mm. So, so what are deal breakers then? I mean, I mean, Andrew, you said, you know, you, you told your wife everything, and she told you everything. What is a deal breaker? What would be something that she could tell you that would be like, you know, well, it would definitely be a deal breaker if she said I was, if she was born a man. <laughs> that would be a That's deal one. breaker. Or finding out your wife is white. I mean, that, that would be a deal breaker, and if. If we were married and she and she and she, you know, dropped that, then, you know, then then we'd be like annulment time. Okay. Yeah. You know, after that, be the ass. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I'm sorry. I wasn't supposed to say that. Not right, but okay. also finding out your wife is white that that would be a deal breaker. Also. Both okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Black. Okay, go ahead and explain that because you're gonna say that twice already, and we you still ain't got everybody lost. Oh well, you know I had a friend who um, she would always change her, her ethnicity at the drop of a dime, 
And, you know, since you couldn't do a genealogy test on or anything like that, you know, she was right. She would just pick. She would just up and say one day she was white, and she'd say one day she was Mexican, and then she'd say one day she was black. All very true. All very true, but... uh, I was like, why are you? Why do you keep saying that? What's what's the what's the whole point of that? She was like, well, it's not a lie. I'm like, well, that, yeah, I understand that, but why you keep switching teams like that? She's like, why not? Sometimes I wake up feeling white. True story. So is she? So she she's biracial. Yeah, she's she's by nature. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She she's by nature. But I mean, truth be told, we're all mixed up. All of us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, hey, by the way, Washington, Washington is killing Chicago. Man. Say what? Washington is killing Chicago. Yeah. Out of town. Oh, I need to go watch that game, man. And Indiana crushed those boys tonight. <laughs> I don't know that she's white. Okay. No. <laughs> you good there? I mean, you know. No, no. It, 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 I mean, I, I, you know, to a man who's looking for maybe a, a a night of passion, you don't care what color she is. I mean, you can be whatever color you want to be. You know, you can be alien. Well, night, there's differences. You? There's differences into the, into the night of passion. I mean, you, you know, she might, one night she might give you the, um, the African American version of night of passion. And the other night she may give you the Caucasian night of passion. And then the other night she may give you the, no, you, me like you got the best of both worlds. That's what I'm yeah. saying. So, I mean, take it, you know, which one you want. Take your pick, brother. It's it's in there. It's like uh, Baskin Robbins. You know, it's in there. Good. You know, okay, I think we can all agree that 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 your your wife was a dude is a deal breaker. I don't know about your wife being man. white or Asian or anything else is a deal breaker. <laughs> <laughs> your wife is a dude. It's not even a conversation. That's not even a conversation. Hey, somebody brought that up. I think he was banned from the conversation, but but that still messed me up. How, how about if your wife? If this is her second marriage, and in her first marriage, she killed her first husband. Are you asking, is that a deal breaker? Yeah, that, that was, now, no, you know what? Not not she killed her first husband. He's missing under questionable circumstances. <laughs> yeah, missing would be a problem. You know what I'm saying? Not, yeah, not missing would be a problem. She'd be in jail. I, I mean, I, I'm not sure about killing him would be bad because he might have been beating her behind. But listen mm. might be nah. a problem. You know what, Andrew? Let's let's expound upon that. Let's say she's the last one to see him alive. Let's say she lied to you and say he beat her, but then you talk to somebody in his family, you find <laughs> out he was always the perfect gentleman. Is that a deal breaker? Yeah, I, that would be some serious <laughs> red flags. I think I'd have to tiptoe for the tulips there. If you wouldn't yeah, try to you know, work the crazy out of him? You wouldn't try yeah. to work the crazy out of him? <laughs> Yeah, those are red flags, there, bro. <laughs> I don't know. I might try to work the crazy you know, out of it before I left. The though. part that you got me was when you said she lied about it. What's wrong with that, man? Women lie all the time. Yeah, but my husband's missing, and he's, you know, you know. And he I, was beating on me. Have to worry about that. That's a good one. I like that one. Give me some more. Give me some more scenario. That dude funny. <laughs> Go ahead, Rodney. You got no more? 
Yeah, I got more. I got plenty. I got plenty more. Go ahead, bro. Go ahead, bro. Come on, get spit out another one. Find another one. What if you found out she had kids and she never told you that she had kids, but she had them when she was, like, really younger, and, you know, they sent them down south. And then they, like, she's, like, their auntie now? Yeah, and then you, you go to a family reunion one day, and then she had, like, two or three kids, but they were raised as her brother or sister. That's a deal breaker. It's funny yeah, you that's say a deal breaker. It's funny you say deal breaker. I yeah. literally know, know some somebody that it happened to. And, you know, the young lady, everybody knew she had kids. And when the dude started dating her, for some reason, he didn't know. And so they ended up dating and, you know, going through the motions. And I think like months into it, and, and she, had, you know, had her, uh, you know, her kids were tucked away when they dated and stuff. But everybody knew she had kids, like two of them. Everybody knew that. And we all worked together, so I was like, how you not know? You know, but anyway, when they went out or whatever, so it came out that she had these kids. And he, he was, like, messed up. Cause he was like, how many, how kids, how many kids was it? It was two. How many kids was it? Two. And, and how old was she? I don't know all that there. Um, but, you know, it was, you know, she's, a, she's your age. But... <laughs> It was it was so baffling because it was like, man, everybody knows she got these two kids. Like, how you didn't know? And I guess it never came up in conversation. Um, and I was and, and dude was tore up. And I don't know if their relationship continued, but I know it hit a rough patch because he found out that she had these kids. And again, it wasn't. I don't know if she assumed that he knew because everybody else knew. I mean, it wasn't no surprise. I don't know if she necessarily was keeping it a secret, but it just kind of never came up, and she had them, uh, you know, tucked away with, with somebody, you know, mama and them or watching them or something when they went out or when they hung out. So it wasn't even, you know, so months into it, it was like, yeah, <laughs> I got two kids. Like, what? She was like, what? Come on. Are you serious? And well, we I were like, are you serious? How you didn't know? Well, the, the deal breaker would be if she's 17 and got two kids or – you know, but when you forty, you know everybody got right. two kids from forty. Exactly. You know? Yeah. Well, here's the when you lie about it, that 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 kind of messes things up. I got a buddy of mine dealing with that right now, um, and he's never told his wife that he's got a kid, and and uh, his kid came looking for him, and showed up at his mother's house, and he still hadn't told his wife. And one day that's gonna hit the fan, and he's been married to this woman nineteen years. Okay, and it wasn't that he had a kid before they got married. I mean, if he had come clean before that, you'd be like, okay, but because he kept it hidden for all these years, when it comes out, it's going to be devastating. It's the lying about it that's the problem. Is lying about it, is not talking about it the same as lying about it? Or You got that right? Yes. Okay. If you know you got a kid... And you don't you don't disclose. You know what? Before I met you, I got a girl pregnant and I got a kid. Okay. I mean, if you know that you got a kid, now you know, guys. Sometimes we find out on you know 
down the road we got a kid and we didn't know. But if we know we got a kid and we don't say, you know what, before I met you, I got a kid, right, and you know you do, you're lying about it. And, I, you know, I would be upset if I found out some stuff like that. Like, why didn't you trust me enough to tell me, you know, all these years we're together? Don't you think that that's important information? Well, a lot of times now nowadays women don't tell uh, if they got kids or not. You go on these websites. I mean, you can go on the website or you can talk to them in person, but, you know, um, you can kind of guess if a, if a woman got kids. Uh, I know when I first met my wife, I didn't know if she had kids or not. I didn't think she was old enough to have kids. And then when I found out she had two, and then she didn't introduce me to him until way later. I kind of found out why she introduced me to him way later, but it was just the fact that I didn't know. And you don't know where you're going in this relationship. Now, when you get to the point where you talk about marriage, then, yeah, that's way past the time that you should have told somebody. That's what I'm saying. You get to a point in a relationship, you don't just walk up to somebody and say, I got six kids and blah, 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 blah. Okay, but there comes to a point in a relationship that you got to say, hey, this is the situation. You know, well, what I got if, a okay, kid, I got six kids, I got this, I got that. And, and you know, if the person walks, then you save yourself some headaches. Hmm. Hey, my, I think my man had another question. Go ahead, bro. You want me to give you another scenario? Oh, no, I thought, yeah, if you got, go ahead. All right, what if, what if after... I've been married like 10, 15 years. Your wife started doing crazy stuff, like coincidentally showing up places that you're at. Oh, this is my ex-wife, yes. I can finish this in there. This is my ex-wife. I can finish this scenario. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, you know, she started showing up where you work, uh, you walk in the house and she's in the closet talking to herself. Uh, she drives a car off the road because she's fighting with spirits. Uh, oh, she tears up the house because she's fighting with spirits. You know, just just crazy. Just start wigging out. No, I'm not Is that too extreme? That, no, that's too extreme. I'm just talking about where she, she develops more of a, a, a compulsive behavior where she's... Oh, so we ain't going to get crazy. We're going to stay compulsive, okay. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, because yeah, crazy yeah. is like if you ditch your, your crazy wife, then you then you kind of look like a you know a jerk. But uh, mm-hmm. you know, but if it's you know if she just start being compulsive, just like you know she start doing things that you know is out of character, like showing up places that you're at unannounced. You know, what what was her? What would be the explanation for her doing that? If it, it I mean, it just ain't gonna be out of the blue after fifteen years. You had no sign that she was crazy. It's it's gonna have to be something that progressed her to that point, or she probably found some some um, uh, a text message from another female, and you, she think you hiding something or something. No, it, it, it could be it it could be like somewhere she just show up at your job, and she, and she say, "Honey, let's just go out to lunch." Unannounced, you know what I'm saying, and you don't have a job where you can just pick up and go like that. You know what I'm saying? It's nothing wrong with her showing up and trying to go out to lunch with you. Now, if you're doing something slick, you probably think that's be strange. No, but what what I'm saying is, is that if a person knows what kind of job you have, 
They're just oh, not going to just show up. And just, let's say you, let's say for instance you you manufacture parts. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? You ain't you work a shift job. You just you just can't roll out like that. Right. You know what I'm saying? Are we talking yeah. about you, bro? Or are we talking about somebody you know? No, I'm just making up stuff. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. No, nah, I mean, I, I don't know nobody like that, but if your wife just started doing something like that, then, and she knows you can't come off, then, I, I mean, I would have to, it would have to be more to it than just that. It has to be something else to, to, to alarm, you know, ring some alarms about something's wrong with her. If you know for 15 years I've been working at this job and I can't get off, why would you automatically show up? It's going to have to be some other connection there. Are you here? Are you here to make sure I'm at work so you can get your groove on at the house, or are you here to make sure I'm at work because you saw something that that, that bring question? Right. And so that's that's my whole point is like if if they develop a compulsive behavior like they're showing up at your job or you at the bar and she just surprise you and just show up at the bar where you're at or any any other type of compulsive behavior like that where you know, it's not you're not doing anything, but it's just kind of pe- peculiar. Well, my man, uh, I, I think a couple of weeks ago, I think I addressed this to the guys, man. Uh, it was a guy at my job. He uh, he said his wife, not his wife, but his friend's wife, put it. His friend found a video camera in the basement, trying to record him down in the basement, and he found the camera, and he thought that that was wrong for his wife to have done that. And I and my question was, well, why would she do that after ten years of marriage? I mean, is he is he's doing something to make her think that he's cheating on her? You know, and I asked him, had he cheated on her? And he said, yeah, he cheated on her, but she don't know that he cheated on her. I was like, well, don't just because she haven't caught him with ten toes up and down, that doesn't mean she don't have a feeling that something has happened. So she might be trying to catch him in the act since he can't in their own feet. basement. In their own basement, I don't think she's trying to catch him with another woman. Well, later she's probably trying to catch him by himself. Something doing something. <laughs> I don't think he would be that stupid. You know, that's what I said. Yeah, let me drop a monkey wrench on that. Somebody's got a lot of typing or something going on. There we go. Um, let me drop a monkey wrench on that uh, regarding cheating and tying it back to the topic, the hypocritical spouse. When it comes to infidelity, is it safe to say that men are hypocritical? And what I mean by that is that if we cheat, we expect forgiveness, but if she cheats, we're rolling out. Isn't that hypocritical? Yeah, well, club thing is justifiable. But if he cheats, I mean, it's a lot of variables in that, though, right? Yeah, but, I mean, generally speaking, men kind of expect the old lady to forgive. However, generally speaking, if she cheats, whether you catch her or not, it's like, uh uh-uh, mm-mm, nope, 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 I'm out. I mean, that's most men I know. Well, the most like, men, you know, they're not well, like the men who do that. A forgiving heart. The men who do that, they're in a position where they're making the most money, 
Um, they paying all the bills. Um, they 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 work around a lot of women. They are players. Some of them are players or whatever, and they wife don't bring in as much. And if she found out that he was cheating or not, she wouldn't go nowhere anyway. So they're in a position of power or control, so to speak. And they wouldn't. They, I mean, if they get caught, then their wife wouldn't leave because she don't have the finances to. I don't think it's got much. I mean, it, it probably had something to do with it. But again, a male's pride. Generally speaking, I'm not speaking for all men, but if you catch your wife, then Bone and Tyrone been hitting your wife, it's not like, honey, I'm going to forgive you. I mean, you pretty much, the men I know, are packing their bags. Yeah. I mean, it's, and I'm going to echo. Go ahead. And I'm going to echo on that, Rodney. I don't think, I think it's got very little to do with money. And I will say that if the woman is making more money and the dude isn't, and she's boning somebody else, I think he will leave and go get an efficiency apartment just to get away from that chick that she's on and leave that big house. You think so? So I agree with what Rodney said 100%. Guys, we we just don't have any kind of tolerance for somebody banging our women, man. I mean, it just is what it is under no circumstances. I don't think money has anything to do with it. I it think doesn't. a woman would stay for money more than a guy would stay for money. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got a I got another monkey wrench program. What if you're if you if you're the breadwinner, your wife's you know the secondary breadwinner, and you know she's been calling broke, broke, broke for the oh or, or she's been saying that she needs money for this, that, and the other, and you know you're like saying you know. I can swing this, I can't swing that, or whatever. And then you go along in a marriage, and you come across a statement, and she got a brokerage account in her name with a million dollars in it. <laughs> can so you say point? deal breaker? Is, it, is that a deal breaker? Yes. Absolutely. Yes. And give me my five hundred thousand. You got the dope. She's playing you. It's about the money. Because cheap. if it's, it, but then you know you got you entitled to five hundred thousand of that off the bat. Well, it all depends if she had it before before she married you. But what if she has it in a joint account with another man? <laughs> come on, man. Man, where do you come up with this stuff? Yeah, you're reaching too far. You're reaching too far, man. <laughs> Reaching too far. Oh, now this is stuff I see every. This is stuff I see every day, man. Really? Yeah, rich people. Rich people live crazy lives, man. Mm mm. Well, they need some lawyers because <laughs> if that happened, it's really young. But but we we're talking about hypocritical spouses. But I don't see how how's that tie into the the, the, the spouse that's a hypocrite. Because the hypocrite is saying that you're broke, but you actually got a, you know, you got a lot of money somewhere. No, that's lying. Hey, but here's the deal, man. Um, Two hundred fifty thousand of that is yours. I'd roll out, take my money. <laughs> that's money, y'all. That you didn't know you had coming. <laughs> that's a windfall, man. That's another dude's you. money, and you're getting half of her half. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hey, but what if you really, really love your family structure? Like maybe y'all got four kids 
and you really, really just love your family. Not just your wife, with but your family. With 250000 Huh? With, with 250000 you get another family. Okay. No, 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 two hundred fifty nine nowadays. That's gonna be gone in a year. You just don't know where to shop, bro. Like you would, no. you wouldn't fight for your your family, your marriage, just, just your whole family structure that you've had I'm just, for I'm just, years and all that. I'm just messing with you. I mean, we're just in general because I, I, I mean, I hear people saying it's just kind of a guarantee that you rolling out if you find out that your spouse cheated on you. But no. probably your life is more than about your marriage, but it's about just your whole family. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, know I mean that's a, you know it's a case by case situation. If she wants to be with the other dude, there's nothing you're gonna do. First of all, if a woman by the time a woman starts sleeping with another dude, it's a whole different ball game than a dude sleeping with another woman. It really is. But trust me, I've seen it. By the time a woman cracks those legs, it's a whole different ball game. Because she, in her mind, emotionally has left you. See, a dude can stroke a woman without emotionally leaving his wife. A woman can't do that. Oh, they can. They they can. Trust me. They just no, no. She by the time she cracked those legs with another dude, okay, in her mind, you know, you know, it ain't a one night thing. It's a. This is somebody I want to be with. I mean, if that's the case, they would get married with everybody they slept with. You think is that that way? You think by the time a woman I think of a married woman by the time she by the time she sleeps with another dude, she has gone through some serious emotional situation. But but it might not be. She is like, you know what? You know, that's what I've seen. Now, dudes, on the other hand, you know, the wind blows and he can sleep with a woman. But women yeah, but generally Eric, aren't like that. Now, there's some, there's some women out there like that, but I'm talking about generally women aren't like that. Women aren't built like that. But what about the what about the spiteful wife that does it to get even? Hmm. That's a different ball game. Yeah, she ain't got to be mostly you know, attached you done got to it. You know, if you done got caught, you give her a, a, a get some 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 stuff free card. No, but it's not even. You don't even have to be caught. You could just be straight up. Doing your own thing, watching TV, going out with the fellas, just neglecting your marriage, and she's like, "Okay, okay, your coworker been hitting on me all this time, and I, you know, your one of your boys been hitting on me, and now I'm gonna give him some, so maybe you'll notice me then." That's that spiteful wife. Yeah, might not be emotional. Okay. Now, what if, what about if you done no, stepped no. out? Can you can you can you call your woman on stepping out? No. No. But while we while we on that subject of, uh, of I mean that's that's the ultimate hypocritical. It is. You're right. What is that? Say that one more time. If you cheat. And then your wife cheats, and you're trying to call her on cheating, and you cheating yourself. But men do it all the time. Right. You, you cheated. She, she busted you. And then, you know, six months, a year later, she's out gunslinging. Wait mm-hmm. a minute, but when I asked this question a couple of weeks ago, y'all was all against me for telling my man. Okay. Do y'all remember when I told you that my man used to cheat on his wife all the time, and then all of a sudden, 
Uh, she said, I'm tired of it. So she went out there, had a glass of wine at a, at a club or whatever, and ended up sleeping with one of the guys that she knows at work, and they slept together that night, and then she wound up pregnant. And she came home and told him, now you, now you guys are saying something totally different. I knew he was going to come back up because no, I told not. him he should have stayed. No, we're not saying I, anything I, different. We're just saying it, it would be hypocritical for the man to say that she was wrong and he's been cheating all along. That's all we're saying. But, okay, all right. Well, yeah, but I, I, I think y'all are... Go ahead, I think y'all right. talking about two different scenarios. Um, yeah. It's the same you know, scenario. One, no, 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 no. One scenario is the guy is cheating and then his wife cheats. Another scenario is the guy cheated and then the wife cheats. Those are two this different scenarios. This guy things. has been, No, this guy yeah, I don't has think been, that's, I don't think that's two different scenarios, man. Okay, just because you stopped doesn't mean because now you're not cheating, you cheated, okay? And then, you know, six months later, whatever, a year later, she decides to step out. I mean, do you have have a leg to stand on? That's not hypocritical because the thing is about, you know, when we talked about uh, forgiveness, I mean, just because one spouse cheats doesn't give the other spouse license to cheat or liberty to cheat. So, okay. you know, the but fact of the matter is that is, how, how can you stand not, on it and, 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 and be, you, you know, and, and say, you know, hey, you did this and, and, and you know, now simple. it's done. It's pretty simple. Two wrongs don't make a right. But That's listen, very why simple. Would you leave? And this no, is what I was okay, asking so. my man. Hold on. This is what I was asking my man. You know, the reason why she stepped, tried, tried to, uh, decided to step out on that night is because she caught him in the car with another female. Even though he say, I'm just giving her a ride, just by his history, she automatically assumed the worst. So, but when, and that's when she made the decision to go out there, and she didn't plan on sleeping with anybody. She just wanted a couple of drinks and everything, and it led up to that. Anyway, she slept with him, she got pregnant, and she told her husband what happened, and he left her. Now, he done, did, he done cheated on her six times in the past and say, sorry, forgive yeah, me, sorry, forgive me, sorry, forgive me. To me, again, that's, that's totally different. I mean, it's different than cheating on a wife all the time versus cheating one time. That's, that's two different things. If, if a guy is cheating for years and years and years and his wife steps out versus a guy who cheated one time, slept with Tracy one time and then, you know, has, has for, asked for forgiveness and has never stepped out again for the wife okay, to on, cheat a year later, that's, that's not being a hypocrite if he's like, hey, why are you cheating? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on, let me ask you a question because you keep saying this one time and two times. If your wife cheated on you one time or she cheated on you 15 times, how would you feel about either time? The same or, or, or different? No, that's different. I mean, it couldn't get to 15 times for me. I just want right. I just want to answer different. the question. It depends on if it's 15 it's different. different dudes. Exactly. I mean, exactly. No, 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 no. Okay, so, exactly. so, that makes so you're telling me. It's different. So you're telling me there's a difference? There's a difference between one time and 15 times if your wife cheated on you? You can look no, at the math between one, one and 15. One and, right, exactly. One and 15 are two different numbers. I understand that, but how are you gonna feel? I'm I mean, you're gonna feel you bad feel. with both. You're gonna feel bad with both. But what I'm saying is that if a guy cheated one time versus that cheats and cheats and cheats and cheats, and then the wife steps out, 
those are totally different scenarios to me. Totally different. What if it's 15 times over a year versus 15 times in one day? What? Hold on. <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> he reaches. Fifteen times in one day. This guy's. Let's not get carried away. We we gonna yeah. let's say let's let's say right here for a second because I'm still yeah. kind of baffled about some answers right here. A couple of weeks ago, when I asked this question, I was told that you know, by by the consensus was, hey, she brought a baby into it. He never brought a baby into it, so he got rights to leave because he he brought a baby in. She brought a baby into the relationship. No, no, listen, 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 Darren, listen. Baby or no baby, either spouse has rights to leave. If the wife that that got cheated on a hundred times stayed, that's on her. The husband that got cheated on one time left, that's on him. They both have rights to leave after infidelity, even if there's a baby or not. Doesn't make a difference. They both have rights to leave. Correct. But we're talking hypocrites. We're talking hypocritical, though. What do you mean hypocritical? But we're talking that from a hypocritical standpoint, isn't that and hypocritical for It's not hypocritical if he leaves and she didn't leave. That's just her. She said, well, I'm going I'm to stick by my man. So if he says, well, no, you cheated on me. Even though I cheated on you, you cheated on me, and now this relationship is dysfunctional, and I'm out. But the hypocritical piece that you're looking for is the fact that a guy is cheating and cheating and cheating. And then the wife steps out, and then he's like, hey, why are you That's cheating? Right. right. That's, That's hypocritical. But That's on the flip side, a guy who cheats one time, wife forgives him, tries to move on, but guess what? She slips up, and Tyrone hits her after work. That's not for him to say, honey, why are you cheating? I thought we moved past this. You forgave me. I've been faithful. That's not, he's not being hypocritical to me. In that scenario. No, he's being hypocritical if he leaves her. Okay, it's not the the question. It's the, okay, you forgave me, but I won't forgive you. That's the hypocritical. It's not the the questioning her, you know, you forgave me and and then you cheated. No, The, the question is, do you forgive her or do you leave? See, if you leave and and she did the same thing, now you're being hypocritical. Yes, but... As as T Hawk just said, he does have license to leave, and and like T Hawk yeah, said, yeah, there's no doubt that's that on her. You know, that if somebody's in an extramarital affair and and this and that, you know, especially if the person you know isn't remorseful, I mean, you don't have much choice if the person isn't remorseful. But if the person is remorseful, that's a whole different ball game. Now you need to look at you know, hey, how do we get to a point of forgiveness? How do we get to a point? of building, you know, a new relationship and a trust that we don't have to deal with this, you know, again. Now, the person, like the guy said, you know, has got 15 people, that's a tough deal because, you know, there's something wrong inside that person. I mean, anybody on this call thinks that they're, they're, you know, it's no possibility that they could ever ever cheat on their wife. I'm telling you what, you, you stand on crazy ground because anything can happen. But remorseful okay. or not, remorseful or not, if the dude that cheated one time decides to leave, he's within his rights. Period. Even if, well, if his even if his wife has uh, even though he cheated on his wife several times. Absolutely, okay. absolutely. Just like T. Hawk just said, that was on her. She decided to do that. 
That doesn't mean that it's tit for tat. That he but within your rights and, and doing the right thing can be two different things. Sure, absolutely. And just because somebody cheated doesn't mean that you have to leave. Absolutely. I totally agree with you. Okay. Totally so, some, of, some of the best so marriages today have had infidelity in them and have found a way to get beyond that and to build a new marriage. Absolutely. So okay. here's a scenario. Um, here's a you scenario. know, when, when you make those kind of statements, of if you ever do this, I'm done, that person doesn't have, have a way out if they find themselves in that situation. They can't come to you and be honest because they know what you've said. You know, and, and that's a tough situation. Anybody can, can fall into that situation. I don't care how holy you think you are. Okay, I got a scenario. Now, let's just say that the husband's been cheating all along. Same scenario. The husband's been cheating all along, right? So then the wife goes out. Now she she cheats. So now the husband says, okay, because you cheated, I want a divorce, and now I want to get alimony because you cheated. Is that hypocritical? Well, first of all, they don't give a whole lot of alimony these days. <laughs> Second of all, that's not up to him. That's up to the judge. No, I'm saying the fact that he's seeking it, is that hypocritical? I mean, you know, first of all, if you cheat and, and then you've got a problem with them cheating and, and you're going to react differently, I think that's hypocritical right there. Yeah, it's tough. It starts right there. You hear, you're a hypocrite if they forgave you and you can't forgive right. them. And you that's can't that. find it in yourself to forgive them. First of all, forgiveness is not an easy situation. All right. Um, and what I have found is it's not possible to forgive someone until you yourself have, have received forgiveness. Because if you haven't received forgiveness, you don't think you need forgiveness. And you are holding people to a standard, and if they cross a certain line, you'll say, I will never forgive that person. Until you have forgiven and received true forgiveness, and, and, you know, I'm not trying to make this a, you know, a Jesus show, but until you for, receive real forgiveness, you will hit a line where you can't forgive somebody because they've hurt you that much. Once you've truly received God's forgiveness, you realize you don't deserve that forgiveness. And when somebody hurts you, you don't forgive them because they deserve it. A lot of people think, you know, I will forgive you if you deserve it, if you earn it. Nobody can ever earn forgiveness. But a lot of times, Andrew, when people get married, they're not, they're not even aware of that. They just aware. I understand of, that. That's because they didn't come to premarital counseling at Calvary Gospel Church. <laughs> Shameless plug. Yeah, I don't care. I don't. You Seriously, know what? That's very I'm true. Tell you the truth. Most people hey, get married I, and don't have a clue what it's about. They get married because they got the warmies. Right, and they don't right. understand the depth of real marriage because after that first six to eighteen months, those things, you know, that that warmies is gone, and now the real love has to be developed. And and real problems in real marriages are because people don't understand what forgiveness is, and they sweep stuff under the rug, and they don't forgive, and then one day they walk in, and it all blows up. I, I really don't think that. I mean. I'm speaking from a personal standpoint. I don't think that counseling works, premarital counseling works, 
uh, because when it hit the fan, the emotions kick in, and people are going to do whatever they're feeling at the time. So, I mean, when you say for better or for worse, for richer or for poor, you're just reciting something that, you know, that you're, you're told to recite because, you know, hey, these are the uh, formalities of, of this ceremony. But when it comes down, let him lose his job or, you know, he don't have a place to put a shelter over your head, you know, is it hypocritical to your vows that, you know, you said you would stay, but now you out because he don't have the means to provide for you and your family. Wait, when wait, you said, now, when you say you don't wait. believe premarital counseling works, um, I, I strongly believe that, that people need training. Um, and if, if you're in good premarital counseling, what you actually are in is in training um, for what real marriage is. So, the information you know, is awesome. The information, I'm not saying the information is not uh, valuable. The information is very valuable. But people oftentimes don't, don't lean on that when they hit those, those rough spots in their marriage as they was taught in that training class, if you will. So, some do and some don't, okay? But the bottom line is if you don't get the training, you've got nothing to fall back on. Exactly. Except the way you've seen your parents or your uncles or your grandparents act, most people aren't trained on how to survive crises in their marriage. Most people don't even know how to fight. Yeah, and I say that. I mean, I'm I'm 15 years in, and I'm still using tidbits from what I got in my premarital counseling. So I'm not I'm not saying know. everybody. I'm saying I'm saying a lot of people. Are not no, but what, you, what, what you said was, I don't believe that premarital counseling works. That's what you said. No, and that's, I a, don't that's a that. radical statement. That's a radical it's, statement. And it's radical. It's radical because when I say it doesn't work, meaning maybe let me change it a little bit. It, when it doesn't work when people are in the heat of the moment, they don't, that's not the first thing they rely on. They end 15 years and they say, Hold on now. What did Pastor say 15 years ago at our at our premarital counseling? That's not what comes up. What comes up is wait, wait, wait. their emotions. But if you emotions. if you make if you make that a lifestyle, you're not pulling back from 15 years. If you make forgiveness a lifestyle in your marriage, you don't have to pull back from 15 years because the foundation that you were given, you've lived every day. And then when you hit those rough spots. Believe me, I've been in those situations, and I've had my wife call me on things. Okay, so, okay, so because so you know, I'm, I'm like on situation. situation. Let me put you in the situation. You're told at premarital counseling, at premarital counseling that you should forgive your spouse, uh-huh. and your and your and your spouse, your spouse cheats on you ten times. Okay, gonna, that that is going to that it's not going to have any weight if that spouse is not adhering to what you are trying to at the moment that, you know, you're, you're thinking about leaving. At that, that moment of hurt, you're not thinking about premarital counseling. You're not thinking about wait, any wait, class. Wait. You're talking about two different things. Forgiveness and staying is two different things. No, no, I'm okay. talking about. I'm going to tell you what, you've got to forgive her. Okay. Okay, if you I, don't I, forgive I her, you're going to wreck you. 
Okay. That's, okay. And, and that's a fair Forgiveness question, and, and developing a new First of all, what I have found out, what I've seen, when, when extramarital affairs come in, the marriage you had is over. Okay? The marriage you had is now over. Now, that doesn't mean that you have to get a divorce, but you need a new wife and she needs a new husband. Well, that does because the marriage you had up to that point is, is over. Now, you guys have got to, first of all, get through the hurt and the pain, the anger. It's, it's a whole process that you're going to have to go to, and at the end of that process, you have to get to a point of forgiveness. Now, once you, re, re, you know, reach that point of forgiveness, now if you decide that we, you know, we want to try to rebuild a marriage, now you've got to rebuild a marriage starting on trust, and there's got to be some differences and changes, and there's going to be differences and changes to the way things were because you've given up the right to have your cell phone the way you had it. You've given up the right the way to have your Facebook and your email the way you had it because now you've got to go above and beyond to start to develop the trust to be able to build a new relationship. This is what I've seen. Well, and that's cool. If you're in the habit of living a lifestyle of following those rules and regulations and following those uh, things that you learned from the beginning of your marriage, if you're used to it and you're sticking to it, awesome. But a lot of people fall away from that. They start staring away from That's that. Due exactly. to I, I agree with you 100%. You know what? One of the things I say over and over and over and over and over and over and over again, that the people that get the most out of the marriage ministry in our church are my wife and I. Because and not only do we, it, we live it over and over and over and over, so it's refreshed over and over and over and over and over again. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if you don't make forgiveness a lifestyle, then it was just a nice suggestion that somebody made 15 years ago. And when the stuff hits the fan, you're not pulling that out. That's what I'm talking about. If you haven't made forgiveness a lifestyle. Right. Because what what happens is once somebody's hurt, if they don't forgive, they they keep that arrow in the back of their quiver ready to shoot you for the ne- on the next argument because mm-hmm. you've hurt them. And everybody doesn't deal with hurt the same way. Some people same bury it. Say. Some people say, you know what, I'm going to get you back. Right, right. Hey, hey right. can you give me a quick hey, example? You think, you think you've done this, but hold on, Andrew. you can trust me. A quick, quick question. You can, you can answer this, Andrew. How can you hurt your spouse outside of, say, uh, infidelity? Man, there's a myriad of ways. There's people that shut down emotionally. There's people that that shut down physically. There's people that pull away, that say, I'm putting a wall up and you aren't going to get close to me. There's all kind of ways to hurt your spouse. And people will do it. They, a lot of people will do those things way before the point that they walk out the door. And the problem that I've seen is, you know, one person's actions garner another person's reactions. Oh, you treat my daughter this way? Okay, let me show you what I'm going to do. And you never see it up front because they're a quiet person and, and this kind of thing, and then all of a sudden this happens. And then you go, like, oh, you did this, and that happens. And it's, it's tit for tat, one thing after another. Next day, you know, next thing, six months, a year down the road, it's hell. Because well, you haven't dealt with How does forgiveness play? play a part in, 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 in remedy and all that. 
Forgiveness plays the, the crucial part because when someone has hurt you, if you don't forgive them, you're going to hold that. And you're looking for a way to let them know how they've hurt you, and the only way you can do it is to hurt them back in some kind of way. And when you're married, you know the buttons to push to hurt somebody. So the key is if you get to forgiveness, you have an issue and you have a relationship to say, when you did this, this hurt me. Is that what you were trying to do? Yes, I was trying to hurt you because you're an idiot and you come from a long line of idiots and all of y'all deserve to be hurt. Okay? Or, no, I didn't mean to hurt you. That's not what my intentions were. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Or, you know what? I had a bad day and I did hurt you. I shouldn't have and I'm sorry. Please forgive me. That's how you get to a point of dealing with it instead of sweeping it under the rug. Okay, so the forgiveness is intended to uh, keep a chain reaction from starting. That's exactly right. Because if you don't forgive, you carry that hurt. And, and you know, I, my ex-wife would tell me what you did five years ago. Okay, and that's, that's unforgiveness. That's hurt that I had inflicted on her that she didn't forgive, and here she is throwing it back at me five years from now. So you, you, in my opinion, you've got to learn how to forgive, but the only way, in my opinion, that you can learn to forgive someone is that you have received forgiveness. Because... Mm. Somebody does not have a right to hurt you. And I don't believe we're brought into this world with forgiveness. I believe we're brought into this world with two things, payback or defense. You hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Okay, I grew up in New York, and if you hurt me, I was going to hurt you worse than you hurt me, so you would know don't hurt me again, because I ain't no punk. Number one, you hurt me, I'm going to hurt you back. Or number two, you hurt me, I'm going to build a defensive wall, and you'll never get through that again. That's how people are brought into this world, not with, with forgiveness. We have to understand and, and, and receive forgiveness and understand the importance of it. And in a marriage, without forgiveness, that marriage is not going to be healthy. Yeah, but forgiveness is self-serving. It is. So forgiveness is for you. I'm going to tell you what. I've been married going on 10 years now, and I, my wife and I have had all kinds of issues just like every marriage, but I couldn't list them out because we always get to a point of forgiveness. My daughter, when she was 16 years old, she would t I remember her coming down and she said to me, you guys, I don't understand you guys. So what do you mean? She said, I don't know why you guys fight. What do you mean why, why we fight? She says, it doesn't make sense because it always ends the same. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? Mm. She said, you know it's going to end like that, so why do you fight? Now, from a 16-year-old's perspective, she doesn't understand the pressures of life and all kinds of things. All she ever saw was whenever we had an issue, we always got to forgiveness. We always, you know, came together with that, all right? Um, but that's the key. The key, the true key is understanding what real forgiveness is and understanding, hey, I'm not perfect. I can't expect my wife to be. Okay, okay, but my only thing about that is 
the whole this whole line of this part of the discussion started by pretty much everybody saying if their wife cheated on them, they'll leave them. And it doesn't no, sound like that's. I mean, I don't know if you if that's what you're saying that you would leave your if wife. If my wife cheated on me, would I leave her? Is that what you're asking me? Considering that you have a, a, a heart of forgiveness and an understanding of how powerful it is, yeah, would you leave her? Yes. I, I don't yes. believe that there's anything that my wife and I can't overcome. Okay. With love and forgiveness. So the answer is no? The answer is, would I leave if she cheated on me? The answer is, yes. I don't believe there's anything that we can't overcome so then that's with no. love and forgiveness. Now, does, does that mean that, that it would be easy? No. Does that mean that I wouldn't have those feelings? No. Does it mean I wouldn't leave? No. I'm just telling you. And anybody can say what they would or wouldn't do until they're in a situation. It's well, I, easy I, to I say what you, you would do. No, it's not easy to say it. It's, I mean, no, you're right. It's easy to say it because it's just as easy to do it. Because if you know, like when my ex-wife cheated on me, and I told her mm-hmm. 10 years prior to, to her cheating on me, I said, if the, the deal breaker, the, the only way we will ever get a divorce is if you cheated on me because I can't deal with that. And I told her from mm-hmm. the jump. 10 years in, okay. My ex-wife told it? me the same thing. Okay. So, well, so, the ex-wife so told me the same thing. And, and I found myself in the midst of an affair, and I couldn't come to her. And when it came out that I had an affair, she said, I'm going to leave you. I said, I know, because that's what she told me. And then, you know, a few weeks, months later, whatever, she said, I decided I'm going to stay. I said, great, I'm going to change. And for five years, she beat the hell out of me. And then after four years, she had an affair. And I was willing to forgive her, but she, she wanted to leave anyway. So I'm just telling you, the key, the, the real key is, I don't, you know, I don't know what your deal breakers are. I don't know if it's possible for you to reach a forgiveness with somebody. I just want to ask a question. Can I just ask one question? Darren, yes, sir. so what are you saying, that you would stay or you would go? No, I'm, I'm out because I told her I was going to be out, and it wasn't a prideful thing. I told her I would leave because if I am – Doing everything I possibly can to be, because I would, I would give myself report cards. I would, I would say, you know, we we got this from a counseling. Class. Listen, 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 listen. We don't need all that. You said you out, you out. Well, there's no I, explanation well, needed. There's no explanation needed. You said if she cheated, are you out? You are out. There's right. no love, none of that stuff you're talking about. No, you. I'm with you. I'm out. Mm-hmm. There's no more talking. Okay, is this what happens? Okay, well the next step is I'm gonna make arrangements. I'm out. Period. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I understand when you know what what, what Andrew is saying about the love and we can overcome. No, we ain't overcoming that. Right. That's it. We ain't overcoming that. Yeah, we yeah, overcome I don't a lot of I don't think me. I don't think spiritually you can say stay inside of a marriage if a woman cheats on a man. I think you can with a, if a man cheats on a woman, but I don't think. Now why is that? Wait, 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 why is that? Because you got to understand the um, the dynamics that goes on in a woman when two different, uh, you know, spirits are competing inside of her womb. It's almost like war. 
So you believe that that if a man cheats, you can overcome that, but if a woman cheats, you can't. Yeah, because I think here's the thing: monogamous marriages or marriages between one man and one woman, or when a man only had one wife, is only a construct of Western society. I mean, you can look in the Bible, and most of the the men in the Bible had many wives. But it's only when, in the New Testament, the Romans were in charge, they were Western government, and that's when they dictated the one-man, one-woman rule. And that was by, I mean, that was, that was primarily by, by uh, uh ways in which different uh, governments can control a society. But, you know, it, it, it's in a man's nature to have more than one mate. No, 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 it's that's just, not true, bro. That, that's not no, true. I mean, it is I'm true. not trying to – no, it, it's not true because when in, – in what time is it, 1107? It, when Jesus told him, hey, this is what it was supposed to have been always, one man to one woman, just because men did that – that doesn't mean it was supposed to be like that. No, where where did you say that at? When Jesus, when they asked about divorce, and then Jesus answered them and said, "Hey, in the beginning, it was supposed to have been one man to one wife." He he stated that. Forever. So everybody else changed. It. I can't did, did he but it was the hard-heartedness of, of man and the selfishness of man. And because we live in a male-dominated society. I mean, you can have shows like Me and My Five Wives. Mm-hmm. No, well, You'll never well, have a show he, Me and My Five Husbands. He quoted a scripture that I have never read before. Okay, hold on. I'll I'll find one, you one, Bible, one, one man, one wife. Hold on. I'll, I'll tell you in a few minutes. Y'all can keep going. To, keep talking. I'll tell you in a few minutes. I'm looking it up now. So, I mean, but, no, my, 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 my whole thing is, this is my whole thing. And there was even there's a there's a post that I put on one of the groups I belong to about this. It was a Catholic uh, nun. She's also a physician, and she even talked about um, what goes on when two men are having sex with a woman simultaneously. And it, it talks about the not only the the spiritual. Uh, Impact that it has on a woman, but it also destroys the woman physically because the, because of the because of the side effects that the sperm are having against one another inside of the womb. They're actually warring with one another, so the womb become becomes a battlefield basically, um, both physically and spiritually. But a but a man, you know, like he's like one of the like one of the like one of the um the person said, a man can go and have sex and it there's no uh it's almost second nature to him because that's that's in his nature. Okay, so brother this is what I was talking about, Matthew nineteen forty six. He was replying to the, the Pharisees who was trying to trip him up. He says, uh, have you not read that he who, he who made them 
at the beginning made them male and female and said, For this reason, a man shall leave his father and mother and join to his wife, and the two shall become one flesh. Now, if it's stating that, it's letting you know two people, one flesh. It didn't state nothing about three, four, five, six, seven wives to one flesh. It stated one man to one woman, which make one flesh. The two shall become one. So Jesus broke that down to him. Now, all the stuff that you read between that time, the beginning, and to that point, it was people going out there and saying, hey, I want more wives, and I'm a king, and I can do this, and I'm authorized to do that because of the law of the land. Yeah, but the Romans just brought it back to the beginning. That was all I was trying to say. Back off the Bible. And, you know, the law of the land today is, you know, two dudes can get married, but that's not the way God set it forth. Right. Just because the law of the land... And, and and what's in man's heart, what's in man's heart is, is, is evil because the word said every heart is, is, is deceitfully wicked. Just because it's in man's heart and just because people in the Bible had many, many wives and many, many concubines does not mean that that's God's way. And if you want to look at it from another, like, like Andrew was talking about, they already got another Bible. It's called a gay Bible. I think we talked about that before. They got a gay Bible uh, where it states that these men can get together, and it was uh, these people in the beginning, and they, they chose that they changed the whole Adam and Eve story to the Adam and Eve type story. So you know we can twist it the way we want they to change the Adam and Eve to Adam and Steve. Is that what you I mean? mean so to speak. But you know they they twisted up the versions all throughout history. So even though that, I mean, I know that you quoted a scripture, that's, the scripture is based on the version in which it was. Um, no, well, I also studied the original version of the Hebrew and the, the Aramaic, so when I was in Bahrain for three years. So I, some, some wait, 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 wait. Gentlemen, what, what's the guy, what, what is your name that's talking? Because I want to I wanna address something. What, what is your name? My name is Harry. Jerry, is that what you said, Jerry? No, Harry. Harry. Harry, I'm going to tell you what. I grew up in a Catholic house, and I was told that the Bible had been changed so many times that you couldn't really trust the Bible because through history it continued to change. When I became a Christian, one of the first things I had to do was to make sure that the Bible was, was, was the same Bible in the truth. And I literally went on a six-month journey into um, the depth and, and the breadth of how the Bible was and how it was preserved, and was it really true? I would encourage you, if you call yourself a Christian, to do that. I, I because until you I don't, believe I don't and understand the veracity of the Bible, hold on, Andrew. Hold on, Andrew. Hold on, Andrew. I said I don't consider my I don't consider myself. A Christian because oh okay well never mind the, then scratch that because that, that's not a that's not a you you were term. quoting some, some, some wait wait you were quoting you were quoting scripture no that was me I mean, if you were he didn't quote scripture see this is why we don't have Bible study because the conversation is just like this, this no, 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 I retract that I was just commenting on what he said bro no but you call yourself a Christian I think that that's a little that. You know, that's just a little out of line. That's just me. You know what I mean? Whatever he, I didn't, what I was saying was he was quoting scripture, so I, I thought he was considering himself as himself he a Christian. He didn't quote scripture. He has to ask somebody else to quote scripture. Yeah, okay. ask, cool. ask, I, ask I retract Aaron. that. I was wrong. I'm sorry. 
I mean, I'm I'm just a seeker of of uh, of a, of knowledge and wisdom. You know, I was brought up in the church, but this is what I this is what I told myself. I said I'm willing to I'm willing to follow truth wherever it takes me, even if it takes me back to church. Well, that's Harry, how, that's 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 how that's how serious I am about it, but. I mean, I understand. I understand what, what everybody's point is, or whatever the case may be. It's just that I feel like just to not not to bring, just to kind of separate the whole Bible thing out of it. We, I mean, we we're talking about, you know, double standards basically in marriages, or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. I mean, I just think that we everyone can probably agree that if a man were to cheat, then typically the marriage has a better chance of staying together than if if a wife cheats. Yep. I agree with that a hundred percent. Yeah. And let me let me drop a monkey wrench just to get us back on topic. Um you know, we're talking about marriage and uh we were talking about sex earlier and when it comes to raising our children, is it hypocritical to encourage mm-hmm. our boys to have sex and discourage our daughters to have sex? You know, as parents, I think it's often said that, you know, when you've got a, a, a boy, a teenager, a young man, the goal is to hit as many as you can. <laughs> However, when it comes to our daughters, Save yourself, baby, for marriage. It's not to sleep with every little boy that you can. So are we as parents, um, either directly or indirectly, being hypocritical when it comes to raising our children uh, based on their gender, we're teaching them different things? Mm. Absolutely. Mm. Mm-hmm. I... Um Although we don't go out and say hit everything you can, we don't generally preach to our sons save yourself till marriage. So you're saying we generally applaud him? We may not applaud him, but we wink and nod and say, "Hmm, yeah, okay." Well, let me ask you this: Does go so go so your wild oats? If a young man has sex with ten girls. Did he get used by ten girls? And the opposite: if a young woman had sex by ten with ten men, was she used by ten men? I, I think that's kind of what it. If a if a girl is ha- having a lot of sex, is going to be looked at as she's being used. If a boy is having a lot of sex, it's not going to look. He's not going to get looked at like he's being used. No, if she has that kind of thing, she's a hoe. If he does, he's just a player. Mm-hmm. Well, what makes her a hoe is that she's being used. We ain't saying she's being used. If a girl sleeps with ten dudes, we're saying you a hoe. Well, what makes her yeah, a hoe? Dude, and the, the dudes, you like, dude, you a player. But what makes it negative? It, it makes it negative because she's, in my opinion, at least, is she's being looked, probably being looked at as being used up. People are taking advantage of her or something. It, it, maybe she just enjoys sex, but if she's having sex with a lot of men, it's almost perceived as if she's being taken advantage of or something. 
Where if a guy if a guy ends up having sex, she's she's being looked at as being easy. Is a guy being easy? No, he's a player. Okay, well then maybe that's why it's, it's okay to look at it differently then. Never said it was okay, but it's a, it's a fact. I don't know. I've been I would never opinion, to save myself from marriage. It makes sense to me, even if you look in the animal kingdom, because just the male is trying to physically get as much as he can. It's just in him. And I'm pretty sure the male animals have more sex than the female animals. <laughs> How many of you guys on this call were told to save yourself till marriage? Uh, well, I was. I was told that, but I think it was just out of formatally and um, and talking. Was it? Was anybody else told that? Because I was never told that. No. Mm-mm. No, it, it was more so suggested and. Um, and to make be made fun of at the time, I believe she was. Uh, yeah, was, was anybody else was suggested that yeah. they should? Any other man suggested that they should save themselves till marriage? At, at church, but not from my parents. I'm talking about from your parents. No. From your father. Nope. No. Your mother. No. No. I was yeah, never told mom. that. Was that, so, did y'all ever have a birth? What I was what I was told was protect yourself. Mm. Anybody else told mm-hmm. that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, and just to. I mean, and no. how many of you guys that have girls have told you have told your daughter to save yourself to marriage? Yeah, I am. I have uh, two daughters and one son, and I will be teaching them consistently to abstain, both yeah, the boy and the girls. Yeah, I told my wife, I mean, I told my son he's graduating next month, and I told my daughter. Um, matter of fact, I gave them a uh, necklace, and I told them on their wedding day uh, to give it back to me uh, to let them know that, you know, they they stay you know, to themselves, and um, they stay virgins until their wedding date, and they're supposed to give me back this necklace, but <laughs> both of them lost it. <laughs> <laughs> never gave me a necklace, Aaron. Yeah, but, yeah, but uh, I'll say, let, let me drop a monkey wrench right on the backside of what, um, you know, we're talking about. Um, you know, because as I've stated many times, that I will be teaching my son and my daughters to, have seen and saved themselves for marriage. And how will you be teaching them that, Rodney? I will be explaining to them you are not to have sex until you're married. Now you can dis- <laughs> you can agree or disagree with that, right, and they can choose to have to. that. They can choose to have sex. That is their choice. But daddy right. and but how will you be teaching? What, what wait a minute. Wait a teach- wait a minute. I just said it. It's basic. I will be explaining to them, you are not to have sex because God created sex for marriage. Okay, so that is, it's nothing else other than that. It's just so basic. We don't want to make it too complicated. That's what it is. So God is just a stick in the mud God. No, He's not. He doesn't want us to have fun until we get married. It, it's, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is that the reason, the reason I'm asking you that is I found that. Just telling somebody not to do it, it doesn't work. Well, there has to be a reason. 
Andrew, I think what Rodney is saying is... Well, I, I understand think, what Rodney's saying. What I'm trying to explain is there has to be a reason that God says this. And we yeah. went deeper than just saying, don't do it. But that yeah, doesn't matter. Not, we went deeper... Huh? I'm, I'm not trying to... We went deeper to explain why God says this. And that he says this... Because he's trying to protect you because he loves you. This is what happens when you go outside of that. This is what yeah. happens when, 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 when you cross those lines that you shouldn't cross. Now, let's look at, let's look at your cousin that's done this. Let's look at your, your, your such and such that's done this. Let's look at your friends that's done this. Now, you see the heartache they're going through. This is why God says don't do this, not because he's trying to restrict you, but because he loves you and he's trying to protect you. That's not yeah, you that's... just say don't do it, God said don't do it, and don't do it. I'm telling you, that ain't going to work. Well, I, yeah, but I think even the way that you presented Can I finish it, my point? Can I finish yeah, my point? Yeah, sorry about that. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry. Um, I, I didn't want to get into all of that. You know, the full conversation. Thank you for sharing. You know, I would have gotten there, but I didn't want to take this time to get into, you know, the, the depth of the conversation. Obviously, it's more than just don't do it, and I walk away. Um, but my question, what I was leading to, and the, the monkey wrench I was trying to get to was about if you have two Christians and one parent is telling their children, baby, you know, protect yourself, and the other parent is telling their children to abstain, isn't the first parent a hypocrite or being a hypocritical Christian, tying back to the topic a bit, um, because they're both saying different things. One is saying, use a condom, you know, here's a birth control pill, and the other is saying, abstain. So is there one that's being hypocr is one being hypocritical in that situation? No. I think it I, I don't think that one is being hypocritical. I just think that one is being more realistic. That's right. I think one is being more in touch with what's what's probably gonna happen. So yeah. she's being more um into the damage control piece. So do you, you think know, that do you think that, they, that that person or that child should be provided with uh, contraceptives to uh, to prevent uh, diseases or pregnancy? I, I'm with I'm with Andrew on the fact that you can whatever faith you have, you can you know say don't do it because it ain't right. I don't believe that works. So um, I think that at some point they're going. To, I mean I mean. You're fighting against the world, and sometimes we're not big enough to defeat the world. So sometimes you have to make the assumption that I might lose this battle, and if I do lose this battle, I want my kids to be prepared. At least they'll know if they fall weak, you know, and victim to it, at least they'll know how to protect themselves if it does happen. So you got to so, have back to So, the Tony, are you saying like you would say don't do it, but if you do, use this? I'm just talking about the the – the example that was given, and I believe that the one that the one would be more realistic in saying, "Well, here's contraceptives. Protect yourself." And so where are we you, you risk say my faith is that you that you, you save yourself, but if you find yourself that you want to do it 
and you can't save yourself, you decide not to save yourself, use protection. Yes. Okay. So yes. to a child's mind. Do you, do you find that to be mind. hypocritical? Um, no. Okay. No. No. I don't think that's hypocritical. I don't think that's hypocritical because that's like saying God is going to protect you and you ride down the highway 80 miles an hour with no seatbelt on. Thank you. That ain't that ain't being hypocritical. That's just using your common sense to manage what the possibilities are. Okay. Do y'all know what the, Do y'all know what the definition of hypocrite is? The definition a of a person. Exactly, a person who pretends to have virtues, moral or religious beliefs, but whose actions belie stated beliefs. Yeah, so see, I would have a real problem with saying to my, my child, don't do this. This is why you shouldn't do this, okay? But protect yourself in case you do. I, that, that goes against what, what's inside of me. I have a, you know, um, that's like saying, you know, hey, um, I don't believe in homosexuality, and, but I'm going to go to the gay wedding I was invited to. So I, I just... I don't know. It just goes against what what's in me. So yeah, let me ask you a question. Uh, in a minute. Go ahead. Oh, can I add one thing in there, right quick? Uh huh. Go ahead. I think I think the one thing how we're present, well, how we present it is from a negative, authoritarian, uh, uh, you know, punitive standpoint. I think if we if we teach our children to say, you know, what you have is special. And you you can't give away something special to just anyone. It has to be given away to someone who's worthy of having this. Then it creates value to the that act. Okay, when we create value to something, it's precious. Then they then children or you know young adults or adults they can understand that you know this ain't no plaything that. I'm dealing with this is something value. I need to I need to treasure it. I need to treat it as something special. But if we are if the only thing that children hear is don't do this, don't do this, this is the reason why, this this is what the potential could be, they're because of the arrogance of youth, they're gonna think that ain't gonna happen to me. I can beat the odds. You know, I'm I'm special. I'm the exception to the rule. But if we juxtapose that and say, Hey, I have something valuable. I don't just want it to give it away to anybody. I need, I want to save this for somebody who's special, who's worthy of that. Then I think the spirit in which we're teaching our children takes on a whole different course than the other. But here's the deal. When a girl falls in love with a dude, he's the special one. And if and the guy where, is in with the game, he knows the words to say for her to give it up. And that's where the risk management piece comes in, because you can't and guard that's why, every reality. That's why the situation is you need a license to get this. But uh, but but let me ask, let me add this right quick. What Rodney stated earlier, you was asking him how you're going to teach them not to have sex or abstain from it. Now, even doing it you guys' way, it's just different 
than than what Rodney was talking about. What Rodney was talking about, that's exactly how I teach my kids. I tell them that my, my responsibility goes as far as me telling them, as far as my examples are, as far as letting them know or showing them other examples of people who didn't follow these these uh these ways um and and letting and letting them see the people who did follow these ways now the choice is still ultimately up to them whether we teach them yes. hey you raise a child as they should go uh, so they won't stray far or you giving them a condom either way they're going to make a decision at that moment in time to do what they want to do now by exactly. not being here as, as we did as we did. So it doesn't matter, Andrew or Harry, if you teach them that way or if you follow the ways me and Rodney teach them and, or if you do it the way T-Hawk did it and give them a condom and say, hey, don't do this, but just in case, you know, and they see that as a license to go ahead and use all of them, you know, because, you know, because what Daddy just gave me, I'm, hey, I can use them up. But it doesn't matter. It's still going to be ultimately their choice to do whatever they want to do at that point in time. Now, so the other question is, thing, what happens with the consequences? Uh-oh. Okay, are you going to raise that child's child? Well, I'm raising a child's See, child right now, so, it, I mean, the, it, right, and it so, wasn't so what I'm saying is, now what are the consequences of that? All right, who takes on the consequences? Do you decide to raise that child's child when they have that child? You know, at, at at sixteen or seventeen or whatever, at the age they can't raise it. I mean, what is there has that's to be a consequence to your action? But that's not something that's not something that's that's normally talked about at that time. You, just you know, that's something that was talked about every all the time in my house. Okay, and just my daughter no, got no pregnant no at nineteen, and she knew she could not bring that child for me to raise because from when she was. 10, 12 years old, she understood if you are old enough to open your legs, it won't be living here. And people thought I was mean and crazy and all kind of stuff. Okay. Um, but that's, that's just my stand. I'm not raising your child. This is one of those, I will this, love this you. I will love your child. But, but it can't live here. Andrew, Andrew, this is one of these situations that when you say something and you don't know what's going to happen at that moment in time, uh, and I'm not saying it didn't happen in your case already, but it, when it happened to me, my stance was the, okay, hold on a second. My stance was the same as yours right now. And then when when that child was about to go into fo- into the foster care system, something mm-hmm. happened in the woman or my wife to to step up and step in and made me twist my ideals and change my methods unwillingly. I wasn't willing to do it, you know, like I said before. Oh, is that I, being not, a hypocrite? <laughs> uh, and, and that's what I was that's what I was getting at. That's what I was getting at. Now now we stated earlier also that if something is in front of your marriage, if your marriage depended on it, what would you do? Even though you stated what you stated, now your marriage is on the line. What are you gonna do? And that was the situation, or that some kind, sometimes can be a situation when the woman step up and say, "I I can't live with a with a grandchild of mine or a family member of mine being in a foster care system when I got the means to help." So it changed the dynamics. Changed 
at that point because now my marriage is on. Wait, wait, wait! Don't get don't get it twisted. I helped my daughter. Okay, I helped my daughter. All right, she's thirty years old today, and she's got a nine-year-old. Okay, I helped my daughter. All right, but she just could not live here. Yeah, but if it came down to her having to live there or go to a shelter or go out on the streets, and she goes to mommy and tells mommy all these things, and then mommy kind of went through something like that where it's an unwanted period of her, of a time in her life, and, and, and that mom gets all sentimental and emotional. Uh, you now, know, everybody's situation is different. I'm in a situation that financially I could help, and I decided that I would help, and I told my daughter, I will, you can't live here, okay, but I will pay your rent for six months, and I will help you. Well, that's being okay. hypocritical too, right? But, Wouldn't that be hypocritical too? No, no, I just said you can't live here. I didn't say I wouldn't help you. I'll always help my children. And after four months, she came to me and said, Dad, I appreciate it, but I can pay my bills now, and I don't need you to pay six months. From this point, I can take care of it. Well, okay. The, the now, I know, I know people in, in the family that have taken these babies on, and now they're taking two and three babies on. The, okay. The, the I'm just saying, Andrew. I didn't say don't help. I just said you can't live here. The hypocritical piece is if I would have known that you was going to be paying my bills, I could have been had a kid. Okay. Because if you, if, if, cause the assumption would be, hey, if you have a baby, don't bring this baby here because we're not going to be taking care of this baby. Well, no, I just said gonna... the baby can't live here. Now, your child, I don't care what age, well, that's, I shouldn't say that. Um, my children, you know, if, if they need me to help them, I'm going to, I'm going to do my best to help them. But helping them always isn't cutting the check. Sometimes helping them is not cutting the check. That's hard when you have the money and you say you realize that if, if you cut the check, you're hurting them mm-hmm. and still don't cut the check. I've been in that situation. Trust me, my son doesn't speak to me today because I've, of decisions I've made like that mm. because I saw the path he was going and another bailout would not help. So is it hypocritical to help your daughter with by cutting the check and not helping your son because you think he's a man? No, 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 no. There was times that he that, that I helped, and it got to a point that he did not. It, it just it it, it I, I realized that me cutting another check wasn't going to help. Mm. And That's I, you know, question. different situations you have to look at and say, am I helping or hurting? I've had I've had family members come to me, and I realized that if I if I stroke a check, I'm going to hurt you. It's real easy to stroke a check. It's real hard to look at a situation and say, "Is this really going to help somebody?" And when you really know in your heart that it's not, to not do it and have the ability to do it is tough because everybody looks at you and say, "How could you do that? You're a mean human being." Hmm. But that was okay. Where you know, hold on, hold on, Andrew, 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 hold on, yeah. hold on. I mean, I, I don't want that to just go by because you have a boy, you have a son, and a daughter, and mm-hmm. 
the question that was asked is that do we, you know, are we harder on our sons and a little bit softer on our daughters, and is that being hypocritical? I mean, I don't want that. To well, first of all, I have helped my son. I oh, we have not helped my son. I've helped my son more than I've helped my daughter. I'm not, yeah, I'm not talking about you. I'm just talking about in the general sense, a man has a son and he has a daughter, but the, the, the boy, the young man, He's like, boy, you need to stand. You a man, but the daughter. That's right, and and we have as men, we've got to teach our boys to stand up and be men. And just because you don't treat them the same, doesn't mean that it's not fair or the way you've done it. You and I both know you don't you don't re- raise your daughters the same way you raise your your son because you know you've got to, you've got to raise a son to be strong enough to stand up and take it. Yeah, but if you say that now, to a you may call that hypocritical, but you don't want to raise on, that punk Andrew, can't Andrew, handle the Andrew, people. Andrew, you got other people want to talk. Yeah, I think right. that's probably one of the most destructive things that you could say to your son is you need to stand up and be a man. Why is that? Because what you're saying is basically what you're you're, you're you're comparing, you're saying whatever he's trying to do is not being manlike. And then the other piece of that is, and a lot of men don't want to admit that, is they're only following the standards in which they view for the last 18 years of their life. So if you tell them, don't, you need to stand up and be a man, and they're following your example, then maybe what you're doing is not being a man either. Well, maybe it's, I mean, because a lot of times these these children today are raised a lot differently uh, than the children of yesteryear. Uh, we were raised to go outside and, and try to look at the older gentleman, fix the car, and hang out with the grandfather and, you know, uh, do these things. These children nowadays, they're raised in front of a TV or on an iPod somewhere and trying to get a seven-second famous viral video to go viral out throughout the, the world. And, I, and, 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 and some of them, their mind frames are, you know, hey, if you don't become a basketball player when you grow up, I mean, I know you're the king of these streets over here in Brandywine, but are, you're not the king of the world in the, on the courts in basketball. So if you don't become a professional uh, what are you going to do? Well, and, and and the answer is YOLO, and I had to ask somebody what that meant and um, somebody else what that meant, and uh, my children, actually. And then they told me it says uh, you only live once. And I'm like, so if it doesn't happen, then, then YOLO, that means uh, if it don't happen, you only live once, so your life is over. And I'm like at 18, 19, and 20? I mean, I didn't understand. So that's their mentality when – Yesteryear, we were asked, hey, if you don't become a basketball player, what are you going to do? I guess I'll go into the military then. I guess I have to go to college. I guess I have to go to work for a full-time at UPS with my uncle then. And go, you know, that, that, that used to be our answers. But the answers nowadays is totally different from that. So then when a, when, when a man now is raising his son, he's trying to raise his son to be like yesteryear, but it's not a lot of people around him. To, to, to kind of drive him his son in that direction. You understand what I'm saying? 
Yeah, that's my point exactly about even making that comment. I mean, you can't really make that comment without reinforcing it. I mean, that's like to say you need to stand up and be a man. And it's like, well, I'm only doing what you showed me what to do. I mean... And I think but a lot of times they're not. They just mean it depended on you to do it for them. A lot of times you're trying to show yeah, them. I mean, I, like, I, 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 I agree. I agree. But I just think that statement is damaging, though. I just, I just, no. you know, I don't, I don't know anything positive that can come out of that statement. Well, stand up and be a man. Yeah. I to mean. your son. <laughs> to your to your son. I mean, you could say that. I think you could say that to, like, another man or another person if they're just not acting like a man. But to to say that to your son who you're trying to craft and build, you know, continue to build him up, that that statement, it just it just seemed like it just cut him to the to the knees. It it, it shouldn't because if you're raising him the proper way, he should, if you already know how to. If, you raise your son how to, for example, shoot a gun, use a flint knife, use a use a flint, use a knife, and 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 hunt and fish, and then you put him in the woods for two years. Your last comment or statement to him is, "Okay, now go be a man and do what I taught you how to do." That's that could be encouraging. You know what I'm saying? Now, now if he don't I mean, want I, to do it, if, go ahead. Yeah, in that in that context, I understand what you're saying in that particular context, but that's. Uh, that's, that's not a reality for 95% of the people that live in the world. I, I mean, when you're talking about, you know, situational circumstances when, you know, they're trying to build their lives up or they're trying to do things to, to grow or whatever, and then out of frustration you say, you just, you just need to grow, you just need to be a man. I mean, the only thing that's, different than a man is a woman. So basically what you're saying is you're acting like a old, you know what. Right. I don't see mm. like that, but I got a question. Yeah. I got a little monkey wrench. So my monkey wrench is this. So let's say you have a son and you make that comment to your son, right? And you say you need to stand up and be a man. But while you're saying that, he knows that his mama's unhappy. Mm. Is that because of hypocrite? Uh, so you, you know, I don't you, think so. you're telling him to stand up and be a man, but you're not even making his mama happy. What a man should mm. be. Mm. Well, well you know, that's talking. the bottom line. If 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 we don't live it, then we can't talk it. Well, it because depends. That is like I, said, it, I don't think it's hypocritical if you're in the middle of talking about him getting a job. Well, if 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 he don't have a job and he's saying, "Hey, well, can you give me another ten, fifteen dollars?" And then you you make that statement. Even it doesn't matter if his mom is unhappy or not. <laughs> you know he still needs a job. And you know go out here and get your own money and be a manning and take care of yourself. So from that context, you know uh, your relationship. Now if he was having a problem with his his girlfriend and he ends up slapping her, and then you make that comment say you need to be a real man and treat her right. Now you can you can bring that into it, and he can think, well, dang, that's hypocritical because. You hit mom, or mom is unhappy, or then that takes into play. But if you, it depends on what you're talking about. I don't think it does. I don't agree with you. I don't agree with okay. that. I think that I think that if you're setting an example, 
um, from the role model standpoint. I think that, you know, for you to be that person and then turn around and say, I need you to be a man, but then you do have a flaw somewhere, the flaw can't be excused. I mean, you have to deal with that flaw, whether you just say, okay, well, I'm going to categorize this thing, and I'm not talking about, you know, me, you know, uh, uh, taking care of your mom. I'm talking about you getting a job. But he can still say, yeah, I hear you, and I understand that you have a job, but you're still not a man because you ain't taking care of my mother. But now, mm. You're but still not showing me a good excuse. example because my mother's not But that's giving him an excuse not to get a job. If you can bring that up every time, just I mean, because we all going to have flaws. Now you're talking about perfection, which none of us is that. But if you're going to say, okay, you know, if my mom is unhappy, that means you're not being a man either. Well, what so, does that so, have to do with you taking care of yourself? So, so, so what do, what's the cop-out that fathers say when they get called on the carpet? Don't do as I do, but do as I say, right? No, that's not the cop-out. The cop-out is from that's this aspect. Me, your, me and your mom is not getting along right now, but that has nothing to do why you're not working, and I'm not going to give you another dime. You need to go out there and get you a job and be no. a man and take care of yourself. Me and your that's mom not getting along right now is meaning there's something wrong. If you're the head of this family, you the James Evans of this family, then why is how come y'all ain't getting along? Why you ain't fixing it? Why is she always unhappy? With him not having a job and, and always mooching off of you and his mom, getting money. What does that have to do with? It? I don't. I don't. No, that's not point. no, you mix it up. You see, you mixing up two things. You can't mix it up like that. I mean, it is what it is. Either you're setting a good example. See, before you point the finger at him, you got to make sure that you that you are in order. I believe, especially as a father. Because so he ain't going to respect all, you. So you're saying all men need to be... Go ahead, what? Uh, I think we lost the blog talk, picked him off. But I want to go back, you know, to what you're saying, um, T-Hawk, about making mama happy, taking care of mama. And, you know, Darren mentioned something very interesting about you know, going back to the situation with, you know, the grandbaby that he's taken care of. And I think it's interesting for us as men, as husbands, where, you know, we may have an idea. Um, we put our foot down and we may have uh, made a statement that if this happens, you know, we're doing this. But, Unfortunately, you know, uh, situations change. Things change. And sure. when, a situ- when a situation arises, like in his case, where, you know, he had made a stand, so, you know, we ain't raising nobody's babies, you know, no, when, you know, she's going to have two or three that we raise and we ain't doing it. But at the same time, he noticed how the fact that the grandbaby could potentially go to a foster home. Right. And, right. and that would eventually affect his marriage. So, which and is, the you know, would you talk about making mama happy? Now, right. you're going to be like, you're going to stand up and be like, nope, I told you, we ain't raised no grandbaby. Send, a, send your grandbaby to the foster home, and you think your marriage is going to be happy in that situation? Yeah. So, right. you know, is, is that when we adjust as husbands, as men, as fathers, when we make an adjustment, is that necessarily being a hypocrite because, you know, in, in that situation, in his situation, it was for the betterment 
of his marriage and their Not future together. Kid. Sure, Not, sure. You know, so, I mean, I think that, you know, the question is, is, is that being hypocritical where he made a stand, like, we're not going to do this, we're going to do it this way, but when the situation actually arises, he said, all right, all right, honey, uh, you know. Is that oh, it wasn't that easy. It wasn't that easy. I think I that, that, brother. Go ahead. I, I, I think it is hypocritical, and I think it goes – right along the same direction as you being a parent and you telling your child, if you if you bring home bad grades again, you're going to be punished. And then they bring home That's bad right. grades. And, listen, can I finish? And then, uh-huh. and, then, and then they bring home bad grades and you don't punish them. And, they, and then you keep blowing smoke. You keep saying, okay, well, if you do this, here's a result. And they keep doing it and there's no result. You tell them you're going to punish them and then you never punish them. I think it's the same thing. Sometimes you have to say something, and then you have to stick with it. If you don't stick with it, then I think it could be hypocritical. Because that right there is going to lose. Go ahead. I'm going to take it a step further. If you tell your kid to get better grades or else there's going to be a consequence, but you don't do anything to help that child out, Mm. that's even worse. Yeah. Because a lot of – I mean, that's even – I go back how, how I was raised. My parents told me to get better grades, better grades, do this. They never did anything to reinforce that. They didn't, mm-hmm. you know, check check over my homework, you know, give me any tutors to, you know, to help me do better. I mean, there are so many things that I think that parents say out of uh, out of just reaction or just kind of a knee-jerk response without really understanding what they're actually saying to their children and the impact of it in the absence of action. So let me let me get back to, to, to one thing y'all was y'all was saying um a few seconds ago. Um to y'all you think that it was it's hypocritical to make a stance and have a stance and the, until a situation changes, it's just it's just like uh, put it to a you know um, situate no, put it to another situation that it was you said it was relation to in relation to that. And I don't think I don't think that when you have a life on the line, or when or marriage is on the line, I think that hypo, being hypocritical has nothing to do with it at that point. You know, um, because now a lot more is at stake than just your your what you said you're going to live by, especially if it's not hurting you or hurting your household uh, as much as it will have a bigger impact in that child's life of him not having a good one. And then you find out, oh, man, he has several palsy. I would have been the butthole if I would have just thrown him into the wolves. He, is something wrong with him too? You know, now everything happens, but I think, you know, and if I have to be called a hypocrite just to have saved that portion of that child's life when I could, it would have been more Yeah, it would have been yeah. more it would have been more hurtful to the to the marriage if I hadn't. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, but again, I mean that's a good thing that you that you straightened up. But here's again, so let's go back to the other question. And I asked you a question 
and and you were you had a definitive answer. And I, I said, that. if your wife cheats on you, will you leave? And you said, yes. So what happens if she doesn't and you don't leave? What are you? Now that you're a hypocrite, then. I mean, I I I state in in my fact that the reason why I did that, and I have to state it, I have to say that I know you don't, it doesn't matter, but the reason why I had to be that way is because the way a person is built, they know the way they are built. I am built to try to give 150% every time. If I give you less than that, then I'm cheating you or uh, other things can seep in. But if I can't give you or respect you 100%, 50% or trust you 150%, then this marriage is going down the tubes anyway because everywhere you, every time you leave to go out to the store and you put on some lipstick, my mind is going to go crazy. My, my thoughts are going to just – I'm going to be trying to follow you. I'm going to turn into a madman. That's not fair to me or you as a wife. You see what I'm saying? Okay. So okay. I know I had to make that, that choice not because of pride – but because you wouldn't get what you got yesterday or all the other years. Like Andrew say, the the marriage you once had is gone. Sure. So so would it be wise to think before we speak the next time, instead of giving a definitive answer, just and then just say like Andrew said, well, I'm not sure what I would do in that situation, so I'll deal with it when it happens. Yeah, no. So you don't have to you, eat crow later, right? <laughs> well, well, you, you, I think you have to. I, I think I really think you have to know yourself in order to make a, a answer right off the bat, uh, absolute answer. I would say. I mean, I you mean, have to it. know yourself. Think about it. Think well, you about know, it. how many guys have said that to that their child? How many guys have said to their daughter, "The first man that gets you pregnant, I'm gonna kill him." Right. And then it happens, and you, and then you don't kill him. <laughs> I feel good. I don't know about that. Come on now, you know what I mean. <laughs> you know, just don't say it, because you know then you won't be called out. Because your daughter can call you up, be like, "Well, daddy, I'm pregnant, and he's still alive." So, well, if that man, let's say if this man done killed somebody before, and he know himself, okay, if he knows himself, then he he he. His daughter better know that his daddy ain't playing. Her her daddy ain't playing. Like I mean, I think my ex wife thought that I was playing when I said just because I had ten years in and two kids and you know we got history and and I loved her, loved her, loved her. I think that she thought that I was playing when I said you know as soon as you cross that line is that's the point of no return. I think she thought I was playing. You know, and a lot of times we try people, um, and, and we don't know what the result is. But so if somebody say. That you know, if if any man do this to my daughter or that to my daughter, I'm gonna I'm gonna kill him. I mean, I just I just read the other day a man in South Africa, you know, he shot his girlfriend, and he killed her, uh, because he claimed he thought that it was a thief in the bathroom. Now that could be his that can be his story, and he can stick to it. But he could have earlier stated, hey, if you ever cheat on me, I'm gonna kill you, and that could be his way around it. But some you don't never know what people's mental is, you know, in order for them. But so I wouldn't try them, um, and, it's, and, and or to try if it's going to be hypocritical. 
uh, to see if they're being hypocrites or not or just see if they're just blowing smoke. But certain people I would not try. And she later, you know, my ex later told me, she said, I, I really didn't think you would leave me because, you know, because you love me so much. I got a, I got a, I, hey, based on your comment, I got a monkey wrench that kind of goes back. What if you're, you're married 10 years, then your wife comes home and says, if you ever cheat on me, I'm going to kill you? Okay. Would you stay in a marriage? Is that a deal breaker? As long as you don't cheat, you're good. Yeah, as long as you cheat, you're good. As long as you don't cheat, you're good. As long as you don't cheat, you're good. No, but think, man, think about that. I mean, there's no guarantee that you won't. But that's yeah, I mean, yeah. anytime you threaten somebody's life for a, a a reality, there's a potential out there that someone can do that. I mean, what else is there out there that she'd be willing to take your life for? I would, I would, I would not um, proceed a relationship with that person because anybody who states that to me is unstable. In my mind, it, that person is unstable. So even though I'm not going to cheat, you don't tell me that because I'm not putting those same demands on you. Okay, well, if you cheat on me, I'm going to kill you too. I'm, I, come on, man. We, we, this ain't no death match. This is a marriage. Now, if, 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 I, don't have, if I don't have that, if, if, I, if I have that, okay, I'm a, I'm a cheating man because I'm a smith, you know, hey, all the men in my family cheat, so it's inevitable. It's going to happen. Then, yeah, of course I wouldn't get in a relationship with her. But if I'm a Christian man and, and, and a woman states that to me, then we're, we're, not on a, we're not compatible at that point because this person is something's wrong with her. That's what I would think. So I wouldn't be with her because of her, her mental state, not because of I can't, I can't keep my, my stuff in my pants. Uh, one quick thing, uh, I think it was T Hawk. The way that T Hawk is was kind of going over um, uh, what he describes as a hypocrite. It sounded to me like it could be just growth and development, and it kind of puts you in a situation where you're not doing what you thought you would do. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it could just be just growth and development, which is not a bad thing. Mm-mm. Good words. Well, yeah, I had yeah, a, yeah, yeah. I mean, go ahead, go ahead. I go, go ahead. You can, I, I had another question. Yeah, I mean, I'm just going to echo on what he just said. I mean, you know, again, sometimes as men, we 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 speak without really investigating ourselves and what possibilities may happen. Like I did it too when I said that if my wife were to do it, I'm out. Right now, I don't know 100% that that's true, but that's how I feel right now. Mm-hmm. And there may be a slight possibility that I might not leave, right? But I won't know that until the time comes. But the way I feel today, I'm out. There's no discussion. There's no nothing. But then, like he was saying earlier about the lifestyle that you have, and, you know, if you appreciate the lifestyle, would, would you try to, you know, you know um, salvage that lifestyle with your kids and your wife and everything, even though she stepped out, but you still have a, a – a, a lifestyle that you want to 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 maintain the friends that you guys have established, the neighbors, you know, all those people that that have played a part in your marriage. Would you still want to keep that? Because you know, all that goes once you leave. Tony, you know I got what? a question for you. What if your wife came to you and said, 
Um, five years ago, I, you know, I had a night and I stepped out and I cheated and, and it's just, just wrecking my heart. And I have to tell you, I'm going to be thinking about all the times for the last five years mm-hmm. that I couldn't get what I wanted. And I'm going to blame it on that. <laughs> and I'm probably going to be okay, out. Okay, so, but, I mean, is that the same thing? Would you leave if she came to you and told you that? That i gotta be, I got to come clean. It's, it's wrecking my heart. Five years ago, um, you know, I, I, I you know, I, whatever, and slept with a guy, and I need, I need to tell you. I mean, would, would yeah. it be the same edict? Yeah. Yeah, I would say, thank you for being honest. I'm glad you got that off your chest. But instead of me thinking about for the last five years what's been going on and why you've been acting, you know, I mean, because, again, we go through a lot of things in our marriage. And, and you, some are negative, some are positive. But then I would start highlighting all those negative things and saying, okay, well, when you said you were tired, was you really tired? Or would you think about old boys? You know what I'm saying? When you five years ago or two years ago when, you know, we went two weeks without you know, getting it in. Was you really not tired? Or I mean, you know, what? you just start second-guessing a lot of things that happen, and it'll drive you crazy enough to leave. I mean, but as long as, you know, you're consistent, you know, if, if, if you know, ever, you know, you could come to me and say, you know, 15 years ago this is what happened, you say, well, I appreciate your honesty, I'm gone. That's consistent. Yeah, 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 because, you know, it's going to drive you crazy. And, you know, especially, especially, if I've been faithful the whole time. Right. Oh, right. man, that cute. If I've been faithful the whole time and you cheat on me, it's, that's oh, my goodness. goodness. Yeah. You know, I've been looking at that, That I mean, I mean, I know it's just a TV show, but I, I looked at, um, I've been watching Scandal. I'm all caught up now, but I've seen the way um, the, the president um, and his wife act towards each other, and that's really close, real close to reality. You know, if you got... I mean, you, you're stuck in a situation where you have to stay together together just to maintain your friends, your social status, your, your, your job, you know, all these things. But, you know, but you're fronting, and it's killing you behind closed doors. And I, that's, that, that's reality, you know. Uh, I often, you know, my, my, after I got a divorce from my ex, she often asked me, why couldn't we work on it? I said, because I would always look at you. When I'm with you, I would always look at you a certain way, and it wouldn't be the same way. I would look at you as you're a different person and not the person that I married, and that will make me treat you less than, than the woman that I love. It'll make you, me treat you like a whore. It'll make me treat you like somebody that's in, insignificant. It'll make, you treat, make me treat you like you weren't the mother of my children because now I'm disrespectful, so I don't want to be disrespectful to anyone like that especially somebody I want, I want to call my wife, so it's better for me to not be with you. Mm. And, that's so, and that's so messed up, though, if somebody did that. They should just let it ride out because if you just say it after the fact, like five years after the fact, I mean, I, mean, I would feel yeah, dirty if that was me, man. I would just be like, like everybody's been saying, so many things would go through your head about what went on in the past, and then you'll start to second guess everything. Yeah. Everything. It'll drive you crazy, man. It'll drive you crazy. 
what would drive you more crazy is that you couldn't catch it. And you like, wait a minute, all this time, and I, I didn't even know? That's more scary than anything. Because you couldn't even tell. Yeah, so let me um, let me ask a question, just a simple question. I don't think we've addressed it uh, at all. But generally speaking, who's the bigger hypocrite, men or women? Women, no women. doubt. Women. <laughs> Somebody asked me a question, uh, sent me a question. I asked questions about being a hypocrite, and he says, uh, my wife is able to ask me when I'm going to take out the trash or when I'm going to take out, or cut the grass without, you know, me getting upset. But if I ask her, uh, are you going to cook or when you're going to clean up the house, all hell seems to be breaking loose. So can anyone tell me why the double standard is uh, of expectation? You know, why can uh, can anyone tell me why the double standard of expectation? She expects you when when you tell when she tells you cut the grass or take out the, the trash, it's you're not gonna she expects you not to get upset. But when she, when she's talking to you, when you say something about cooking, the first thing she wanna do is, Hey, I got this and I got that to do. Hello? Mm. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. So he he threw that out there as a question. Um, you know that he felt that that was very hypocritical for his wife to 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 be the one to first get upset when he talks about the things that she's she's supposed to do around the house, vice what he is expected to do around the house. But she can say to him, you know, when are you gonna take that trash out, and it's and it's okay. He's like, oh, let me get it right quick. You know, he said, man, I'm hungry. Don't you see me taking care of these kids? Why don't you cook? Or, you know. <laughs> so, so he, and you know, all he, he his statement was saying that you know a lot of women, a lot of times, they so tied into their emotions that you're afraid to say anything to them when it comes down to something that they're not doing, especially sex, or especially don't say they ain't raising their kids right, or don't say they're not doing something right when it pertains to you know, uh, your marriage. Mm. I think men are the, the bigger hypocrites. Why is that? And I say because of the, kind of like what Harry was saying earlier about the fact that we can cheat and it be okay, but when women do it, um, it's definitely not okay. And we have, you know, we have all these different wives and women don't have a lot of husbands. They have one. So I just think history will play a part in the fact that men will, history has played a part in the fact that men have been more of a hypocrite as far as um, being committed than women. So you're talking about from the... uh from the angle of being, you know, uh, from the angle of infidelity. Yeah, from the angle of infidelity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a hypocrite when, when we do it, thinking that you know, um, we can get away with it because that's what we do. Men are dogs, and you know, and the whole thing about if a man, you know, has four, five, six, seven women, he's a stud, and if a woman has it, she's a whore. So you know, I mean, that in itself is is extremely hypocritical. 
Yeah, I would, I would agree. And even from the perspective, I'm going to use a very extreme example. Let's say a woman gets a train ran on her. She's a whore. Yeah. But the guys in the group, they the man. They the man. They hit four one time. You are the man. Mm-hmm. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, hey, here's a here's a here's another question. Here it says, uh, "Why when my wife curses during a time of anger, she's emotional, but if a curse word or two slip from my mouth during a time of anger, my Christianity is at question." Hmm? So if his wife cursed. He so she can curse, but he can't curse. Right. As soon as he cursed back, it's like she's questioning his Christianity. I thought you were supposed to be a Christian. <laughs> That's mm-hmm. funny. Mm-hmm. But if she curses, it's her time of the month or, you know, something is wrong with, with her hormones or, you know, she she has a chemical imbalance. It's always a medical reason, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> no doubt, no doubt, it's always a medical. It's always an excuse. It's always, you know what I mean? There's always a, a a logical excuse for why you know you don't hold the same standards. It's just like it's just like you can do something, you know what I mean? And she'll be like, "Well, why you do that?" And then when she does it, it's legal, right? Yeah, you know, there's a lot of hypocritical stuff going on, man, in a day-to-day marriage, man, let me tell you. It works, it works. But we don't fix it. Go ahead, Malcolm. At the same time, I just keep resonating in my head the fact that men and women are so different, though. Like, if we were the same, I can understand us comparing us apples to apples, but we're not. A woman ain't supposed to be sleeping with ten men. Like a man is supposed to be sleeping with ten women, and mm. a woman ain't supposed to like sports like a man likes sports. We just we different. So I don't think a woman should be sleeping with a whole lot of men and be basically compared similarly to a man that does that. Mm-hmm. We just mm-hmm. we just different people. We different men and women are different. Well, you know what I believe. And, and it's it's twelve twelve. I believe that women and, and you have to have this, this the same spiritual background as I do to to understand and, and to to believe this. So uh, I believe that it all goes back to Genesis three sixteen, when the promises was given to her or the other punishments was given to her, and and it's and her punishment was I will. Her punishment was. I will greatly multiply your sorrow and your conception. In pain you shall bring forth children. Uh, your desire shall be for your husband, and and he shall rule over you. Um, that punishment was not given to the man. That punishment was given to the woman. So I think that conditioned her position in order for her to be looked at as a whore when she steps outside of a relationship that that's just my belief i believe it was given that was the time that it started and then as time progressed if she stepped outside of that particular promise or um punishment 
uh, she got punished even worse by being labeled as some, somebody that's uh, not looked upon in society as a, a good person. Because the man was just told to work, and he was just told to do certain things and sweat and, and take care of his family, and he was told that he had to do other things, but he was never told that his wife would rule over him, and he was never told that, you know, he would just desire her, his wife. But she was told that she was going to desire that one person. But when she steps outside of that, it's, 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 it's chaos. Chaos is born, I believe. Sounds like it's time for open mic. Yep. Yeah, let me flip it over. <laughs> 